Gears on Gears on Gears. A whole lot of spotlights this summer. G-Task claims a host. Game Club is in session. Worried about keeping up with G-Task? Try listening to some Twisted Sister. This is Achievement Hunting 101, and it starts right now. And welcome to Achievement Hunting 101. I'm your host, Fufu Cully Poof, and thank you for joining. This is level 58. So we got a great show for you guys tonight. But before we get to all that, let me introduce to you who will be joined. As always, I have with me Nate and L. What's up, guys? Hello. Hey, Nutella. All right, then. And this week, Corey is out. He had to cross the Atlantic to do some gaming. So in his place is the one person who... One person on the show who refuses to show her face, even though her her picture is now the Twitter ban- banner. We have with us oh. Michelle. How's it going? It's good. I, I can't show my face because I'm constantly running away from the police, as you can hear outside my window. So it's <laughs> really like a, a protection thing. That makes sense. I can understand that. So this week in America, we celebrated, at least on the East Coast, we celebrated Two holidays nationwide, everyone's celebrating Labor Day, but we also celebrate a very wonderful holiday. The kids are back in school. Mm. Yay! Yes. Not quite yet <laughs> up here in New York. Not not quite. Very close. Okay, here in Maryland, we celebrate a wonderful day. The kids are back in school today. <laughs> Just the today, day this, yeah. this releases will be New York's. Yeah, they've all gone back to school day. How does that affect you, Kenny? Um, I have two teenage boys that now, because what? of school, will go to bed on time, and they're not going to be up running around late at night, so that's wonderful. You have two teenage boys? Well, yes. I'm actually much older than I look. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I, I look like I'm 13, but I'm actually, you know, older. I don't want to disclose my real, my real age. Mm-hmm, and like mm-hmm. Michelle said, yes, th- I, that's why I'm growing the beard. Wow. That and also lost a bet. but nate how was your holiday weekend did you get any gaming in uh i did get a little bit of gaming in yeah um what'd you do well this past week uh, i got some assistance because we were closing out the rtdl from last month um but we were also closing out uh or almost closing out uh, the crackdown three uh, wrecking zone boost. I think we're going to try one more night tomorrow, I think, uh, to get everyone who, who has a little bit of stuff left over, trying to get them done so we can start deleting these things from hard drives. I feel like you guys have said one more session for the past month, at least mm. in the Discord. I don't know about that. but <laughs> Well, and to be fair to those of us who have been say, saying that, many of us have actually finished along the way. We're keeping the game installed to continue helping people. It's not because ah. we're it's, – it's not a Borderlands situation. We actually are logging in and playing it when we say we're going to. <laughs> and we skipped – I think we skipped one or two weeks too. Or, you know, not enough people were on or whatever. Mm-hmm. But this past week, we, we got a big crew together. I think we had full parties or almost full parties. Yeah. We actually um, had too many people. Yeah. And we didn't we, need all the helpers. 
We actually got some completions in. We got uh, Freak Servo. We got Philip Wendell. We got Carpe Adam. We got Bomber 37, I believe. And we got Koosh Moose. Um, at least that was on my friend Woo-hoo. feed. There might have been others. Nice. But those were people that were um, present in that party and all got the completion last week. So hopefully we can get a few more people through uh, this week. And then um, at that point, it's going to be pick up or ask, beg nicely. I'm not sure. Um, in addition to that, I had to get an achievement in Soda, Brink, uh, Soda Drinker Pro for the new RTDL. I'm so sorry. I, yeah, yeah. I, I played about 80 levels of it one night. Did you lose uh, a bet too? Oh, I did God. not. I did not. Uh, I heard a review. I heard a review from someone that hates crappy games or loves crappy games. And uh, I said, you know what? Why not? And the price was right. So I got it and I haven't played it in a long time. Um, Were you so talking yes. or listening to Elroy? So I have most of this game done now. <laughs> I need to go back and do a little bit of cleanup. Um, but yeah, so I sat through, got that done. I also got some assistance on Onrush before it left Game Pass. Uh, I got some assistance from Beast Middle and AZ Mongoose, and uh, Beast Middle already had the completion. I think helped him out a little bit earlier in the week, and then he came back, and AZ Mongoose jumped on. We got AZ Mongoose done, and then this guy stuck around with me for another hour or two, getting some of the stuff that I needed done, and then had them take off, and I completed it because uh, some things were easier solo or absolutely needed to be done solo. Uh, also did Realm Royale uh, for last month's RTDL. I got Chin to help me out. Uh, he helped Sherpa me through some kills and get some other achievements while we were in it. I needed 50 kills as an assassin. We also got some other stuff done, like the 12 kills in one session. Uh, oh, so playing nice. as twos, yeah, playing as twos was really nice, and playing with uh, someone who knows the game mm-hmm. uh, and has a strategy going in was really nice. Um, then. I also played for this month's RTDL, My Brother Rabbit. Uh, has anyone else played this one? Yeah. That's the point and click, right? It is a point and click. It's an Artifacts yeah. Monday. Staying it away is, from that. We it's played very it. very different from all their others. You did yeah, play it? Yeah, it doesn't feel like their other titles. Yeah, I mean, it is It is, and it isn't, uh, but it doesn't have like those hidden picture puzzles. Instead, it has like assemble this thing from these hidden items. Um but yeah, it was the first Artifacts Mundi that I think I've actually cared about the story. <laughs> like all the mm-hmm. others were just like, just get it done, just get it done. This one I actually paid attention to the story and really enjoyed it, and I was gonna be really upset if the if it went one way. But I, I actually enjoyed <laughs> that game. I went up and I cleaned it up this morning uh, after you know um, getting my daughter on the bus, and I had a little bit of extra game time, so I went back. Luckily, when you are done, if you miss one of I think there's three missables. Um, you can do chapter select. Now it doesn't get you right where you need to be. You may have to dig your way in. I had to do that for two chapters. Mm-hmm. Two separate chapters I had to go in and, and get these things done. And then finally, the last thing I played, which is really fun, and it's a different type of game than I've played, and it's really stylish and very cool, and that is on PC Ultimate uh, Game Pass, uh, is Ape Out. Uh, sure. Yeah. So this game apparently is a lot like uh, Hotline Miami, which I've not played. Um, but I've been I've read reviews that said oh, it's very similar to Hotline Miami in that you can die pretty quickly uh, and reloads are instantaneous and such. You are uh, an ape and you're in captivity and your job is to break out and get to the exit. And you're kind of like running. I don't want to give too much away, but the music is pretty cool. 
Um, oh, that artwork like, is interesting. Yeah, it's it's yeah. You have to see it in motion, and when you play it, it's very cool because your actions are tied to the music. It's kind of like um, jazz, so it's kind of like this jazz uh, soundtrack. And when you um, punch people, it like does like a, a drum smash and like cymbals, and uh, and then there's a lot of gore. <laughs> so as soon as you hit somebody, that you pretty much push them really far and fast and if they hit a wall they just splat and there's like legs and things and you can <laughs> arms legs you can throw them to stun other people uh you can actually awesome. grab people if they've got a gun they'll actually shoot the gun and shoot other people and they serve as a human shield literally a human shield uh to this ape uh and until they get shot and then they die uh and splat and then you have to keep going on so this is a tough game um it's fun and there aren't the achievements are kind of far between. It's like you get them per level, but then there's some really difficult achievements. There's one called Banana. And after some sleuthing, some Googling, discovered that Banana means you play the game and somewhere on that level will be a banana, like on a table, in a corner. Uh, it's never the same place. It's always random. It may not be on the very first level of that uh, that zone that you're in, um, but you will find it somewhere if you go to every room. Oof. Once you grab that banana, you don't drop it. But if you die, you lose the banana. You start over. It's in a new position. So you have to go. You have to basically have to restart the whole thing, go through, find the banana, make it all the way through. Not only do you have to do that on normal, you also have to do that on hard. So this is going to be a very Jeez. difficult completion. But it is a fun game. Play it on someone someone else's tag. Uh, uh, you know, maybe yours, but an alternate <laughs> tag. <laughs> I don't recommend stealing someone else's tag to play this. Um, yeah. But it is a, it's quite a fun game. It's very interesting, and I think people should check it out if they like that or it sounds interesting. Yeah, half the achievements haven't even been unlocked yet. Yeah, I think I think some of them might be a little bit buggy, too. I swear, okay, so there's one for not taking damage in a level, and then not taking damage on a, a chapter, which is you know, four levels, I think. Um so I'm pretty sure I got I took no damage for one level and the achievement didn't pop. Uh, there's also pacifist, so don't kill any humans for an entire level. Don't kill any humans for an entire chapter. Um, so it, it's going to be a tough completion, but it is a fun game. Uh, I, I think I think people should check it out. Even if you're just watching a video of it, it's pretty interesting. Oh, it's Devolver Digital. Mm -hmm. This game runs okay on your computer? Do you have any performance issues with that at all? No, it runs just fine. Um, you've got to check out the art style, if nothing else. It's 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 very. Mm -hmm. It doesn't seem very demanding, in in terms of the graphics and the levels <laughs> are very short. Yeah, they're very short. Um, they're very cool. It's it's a it's just oozing the style. I, I definitely recommend people check it out. <sighs> but that's yeah. That's so that's me. I've played a lot of games. Um, and I got a lot of help. So thank you, everyone. Not bad. How wow. was your week, uh, Michelle? Um, not as uh, lengthy or interesting, I suppose, but uh, I did play games. Sure um, so just like Nate was saying, it was end of random to-do list, beginning of new random to-do list. So I was wrapping up last month's list i did manage to get that full combo right at the Woo! the wire nice. uh and i i did have to take advantage of rerolls. i just would have i was away for a week and i just would not have had the time to do everything on my original list 
Uh, but one thing I really enjoyed in that last week was getting to spend time with L.A. Noir. So that wound up being the last um, the last achievement I needed for the full combo uh, is called the Brass, and it's the achievement for hitting rank 20 in L.A. Noir. Uh, ranks in L.A. Noir are attached to how well you do on the interrogations and also attached to some of the collectibles in the game. So you don't need to get all the way through. I think I got to story mission 13 of 21 and then just ran a bunch of street crimes and did some collectibles. Uh, but it's there's really nothing else exactly like it. Like there are other games that are similar where it's about solving crimes and things that have happened in that regard. But that it, I've, had, I've had so much fun playing it. Oh, that game is a gem. It's so good. It really is. I and I, you know, double bonus. It's classified as puzzle on TA for some reason. So really? I'm getting puzzle points there. What? <laughs> so, yeah, I guess because the, the logic you have to go through by triggering a lie correctly by having the right evidence. I'm not sure, but it surprises me every time. That's interesting. I, uh, so that might explain why you have a placement on the puzzle leaderboard since you played that game. <laughs> possibly. <laughs> Very possibly. Uh, but it's it's a great game, and I've definitely enjoyed going back through it. I did play through the game naturally without a guide uh, locally with L. We went through and tried to figure out all the, the interviews and all that on our own. Uh, and we have finished the game, so I had no problem going through with a guide on this time to expedite it. But what's been fun about it is seeing all the different dialogue trees and how they really accounted for every eventuality if you say this or go to this place at a different time and how are you going to get that license plate well you can get it from the bartender or you can get it through this interrogation but only if you have this evidence it's just it it's really brilliant uh and it's unfortunate how things turned out with la noir and how that's not something that's likely to ever be revisited yeah but managed to get that achievement also unfortunately probably will not return to the game uh, at least for this month as we get into the last uh month of rtdl for the team side so after rollover, I was over at L's and he's like, all right, what can we do? What can I help you with on your list this month while you're here? And we settled into Stickbold, the dodgeball game. Uh, any of you played this other than L, who obviously has? <laughs> yeah, I have not. It's very wacky. I love it. It has a really bizarre sense of humor to it. And it's fun to play. Again, it's another game where there's really just not anything else like it. And in each of the levels, you have a, a basic task, which is usually to beat an opposing team of some sort, or and then you'll have special tasks where you can, you know, beat a team by without hitting any of the obstacles and things like that. So the achievement I drew was for getting all of the characters that you can get in the game. And I have all of them except for the one that you get for beating the game on its hardest difficulty. So it was a long night of gaming where Elle and I actually did not get too frustrated at each other, but we managed to get that done too and uh, wrapped up that game and actually got a completion I wasn't anticipating. And it's a pretty solid one. It's like a little over a two ratio. So it's it's a, a good one to have and it's a fun game to play in co-op. So that was a good time. And uh, yeah, that was, I, I know Corey told the story last week about our Toe Jam and Earl adventures. Uh, and, and just as a point of clarification, Prue said he wanted to hurl his connect into the sun not into the stove. Um, <laughs> that, said, <laughs> that said, uh, I do have to give a shout out to Prue because he not only sherpered me through that, but he also helped me with uh, the one Halo level I had to get a par score on, which was keys. So he yeah, was a big help to me last playing Borderlands. Uh, yeah, yeah, we did. We did. Um, but it was successful. So it was okay. Uh, and that, that was really it. I've been playing a little bit of everything here and there based on random to-do lists, but those are the two stories that stuck out for me. 
How was your week, Al? That was good. I helped Michelle do stuff, and, mm-hmm. and that's it. Well, we bolted some sticks. <laughs> you didn't like fall flat on your face at all. Wow, you're trying to help <laughs> me along here. Jeez. <laughs> no, not at all. I'm totally not reading the doc that I don't have <laughs> up right now. I actually forgot to mention something last week that we did. We played uh, Thimbleweed Park. Yes. Mm-hmm. And uh, that was a it. really funny game, Marino. Don't you think, Kaboo? Yeah, that's uh, old point-and-click style, but the entire game is voice acted, so it's just they do a really good job with that, and just very, very funny. Once you... It's also sorry to cut you off. There, there's a um, if you've played those Lucasfilm games in the past, there are so many nods to them that that's a whole other layer. It's fun on its own because the writing is good and the the puzzles are clever, but the all of that callback to that era in design are they're just really fantastic and everywhere you look like oh there's that thing. every time you come into a microwave you're like is there a hamster in there i should be careful because they're they're going to refer back to that so they really do a great job of paying homage to their their history now did you play this before or after you got your completion it was for michelle's rtdl of last four months her. okay i, just, I was mm-hmm. just wondering if that game because um, it is more of a long form game i was just wondering mm-hmm. if you felt any pressure or um i just know when it gets towards the end of the month with rtdl like i don't find myself enjoying games as much as maybe i could i think re-rolls kind of came into play there because i found myself at a point at the end of the month where i still had thimbleweed park which i did i had la noir which i wound up doing and then the other two achievements which i wound up re-rolling were um the five deaths or less run in typo man which is skill-based, so maybe that goes well, maybe that doesn't, so decided not to play with that. And the other one was Titanfall 360 to uh, get all the hardware, so maxing all the levels of the different oh, easy. guns or whatever. <laughs> easy but time-consuming. It is easy the way that people can set up their bots and such. It's actually not a terribly tricky thing. It's not a skilled thing. Uh, but it's time. And I definitely found at a point with about a week to go that I had to make a decision because I definitely wanted to do L.A. Noir. That was my top priority. That if I held on to those other ones, there's no way I would be able to sit and actually enjoy the time I was playing. It would just feel like a chore to get through it. Uh, Thimbleweed Park, we chose to play locally and my brother was over too. So the three of us were going through and enjoying the different quips and stuff. So there is a little bit of that that enters into it. I get what you're saying where sometimes the games become not fun because you're really just playing to I need to get to here and then drop it. But we were in a situation with our team re-rolls and whatnot that I was able to get rid of some other stuff and be able to enjoy these games more, so I think. <clears throat> yeah, I like to take those story-based games that are on the RTDL, and I like to do those first, like earlier in the mm-hmm. month, because then I can actually enjoy them and go through and maybe um, not feel that clock as much. Well, and I'm this month, for example, so uh, not that I want to make this the Time Spinner show, but I'm going to mention Time Spinner mm. here. Um, <laughs> I got two time spinner achievements on my list for this month and I've decided I'm actually going to do them at the end because since next month is no longer the team competition and I really never played so hard in RTDL when it was just a solo thing, I want to play it toward the end of the month because my achievements are both fairly early. So that way I can just keep playing it without that feeling of, okay, like Yoku's Island I played last month. And I got up to what I needed to get up to, and I dropped it immediately, even though I was enjoying the game, because I had to move on to the next thing I needed to do for RTDL. So I, with story ones, especially if I want to continue the game, I usually try to drop those towards the end. So if I have time left at the end of the month, that's the project I can continue with. Yeah, I recommend going back to Yoku's, because <laughs> it 
If you let too much time pass, you're going to forget the different pathways. You're going to forget different rooms. You're going to forget mechanics. I, I already have. Okay. Well. <laughs> <laughs> I'm resigned to having to restart the game anyways. Because I, was, I wasn't I was following a guide. I was just kind of making a beeline to the story-based achievement I had. So I'm, I'm sure I missed a lot anyway. So at some point, I'll get back to that one. Yeah, also, she the achievement she needed in Thimbleweed Park was kind of in the middle of the game. Mm-hmm. And I had already gone through up to a certain part for my own RTTL. So with her and her brother there, we were both all kind of going through, and I was seeing if they could figure out stuff without me telling them what to do. And they still did a pretty good job, actually. There's a couple little things here and there where you say to yourself, oh, I don't think I would have figured that out without a guide. And mm-hmm. then the game knows this, and they make reference to you using a guide, and they have... <laughs> <laughs> yes, they do. <laughs> like, oh, you're using a walkthrough, and... There's a hint line in in the game that you can use and all kinds of fun stuff. Oh, that is fun. Speaking of losing bets and things like that, um, (laughs) Michelle played Paradox Soul, and she wanted to stop playing at the achievement on her list, but I made her finish the game. That's also true. Any thoughts on that, Michelle? (laughs) Um... Is there anything to actually uh, think about? It was just nothing. Well, Do you remember any of it? <laughs> I'm trying was, to think uh, of what to say while being polite. It was okay, a rattle-like game. <laughs> yeah, it's, it is similar to all rattle Like, if it had more room to breathe, maybe it would have been better. Like, I honestly don't know if the game is just the 50 or so rooms you can see on that map or if there's more to it beyond that moment. You played this already, right, Koosh? Yeah, I played it. Uh, we got to the last achievement and played a little bit farther. Uh, and I have not deleted it because I thought maybe, <laughs> maybe <laughs> I actually had the chance to delete it while I was deleting some other games and I still haven't deleted it. So you never know. No, I actually didn't mind the game in and of itself, other than I couldn't figure out how to ever defeat the robots that shoot at you without getting hit. Mm. Like there should be some way to jo- dodge them, avoid them, duck under them. But I, I couldn't figure you out know a single cover, way. there's cover, right? No, no, I didn't know there was a cover. There's a cover mechanic. There are certain there. You didn't know this. So there are boxes in rooms, and if you slide into those boxes, if you slide into the boxes, you take cover behind them. Does the game actually show you that at any point? Yeah, I wasn't like rushing that much. (laughs) I'm pretty sure it does because I don't think I would have figured that out. I'm not sure because I didn't pay that much attention to it. I can't remember if you have to hit a button right next to the box or if you do a dodge roll into it. You go into cover. Wow. I think you push yeah. A or something like that when you're next to a box. Yeah. But I, okay, so yeah. you, I learned something here. But I will admit, when at the end, when El was telling me, he's like, well, you have to get to room A33 or whatever it was. So for those of you who haven't played the game, it is very basic Metroidvania and that you do have to go and collect items so you can then go back into other areas of the map. But the map in this game is really weird. If you've yes. ever seen a Metroidvania, it's usually very easy to read block patterns sort of and you go up and down. This one instead presents the map in terms of showing you sort of the levels of each room in different little boxes. So I actually was beginning to enjoy myself when I would say, okay, you have to get to this room because I would look at the little box and be like, all right, I'm in A17, which means I had to go through to room A18, then down into room A4. Like, it felt a little bit like I was navigating the uh, the secret legends of the Hidden Temple in that Nickelodeon game show. Where nice. Like, Someone well, else knows what that is. I love that and, show. So, <laughs> um, but I, I was enjoying that element of it, actually, for the little bit that I got there, like just navigating the locations. 
But just like all Radalika games, it shoots itself in the foot by deciding, well, you've beaten the second enemy out of question mark number of enemies because nobody's getting any further than that. You're good. (laughs) (laughs) You're not wrong. You just kind of made me like that game a little bit more of that Secrets of the Hidden Temple. <laughs> I kind of like that game. Just I was waiting for one now. of the guys to come out and take my life token. <laughs> yeah. That sounds familiar, but I don't really remember the show. Mm. Uh, well, you know that what we're going to last week was a peanut butter tangent. This week's going to be a Nickelodeon game show tangent. I'm all for this. <laughs> Let's go. Nickelodeon guts, baby. So, right, you know, the, there was a whole block of game shows on Nickelodeon, Guts and uh, Double Dare. Double Dare, yeah. Double Dare um, is the best. Yeah, so this was just another one of those, uh, you probably know this without knowing you do, where, like, the mm, kids would have to look. talk to, like, a giant animatronic head, and it would tell them a story about some ancient civilization, they would answer questions of the purple parrots and you know, the silver snakes and all this stuff, and then they would go oh, through at the yeah. end, and they'd run through this temple, and... The rooms had different traps in them and whatnot. Anyway, what was the video game show? The video game show? Nick the Arcade? Wizard? Yeah, Nick Arcade. The Wizard? Yeah, Nick Arcade, <laughs> the one, which had the one some terrible mid-90s green screen. So the, the kids would actually be like live in the game, and they'd get hit by a fireball yeah, like four feet above their head, and they'd lose a life. Yes. That was that great. That was good times. <laughs> <laughs> and the, the, they always got to play like... Sonic 2. That was the big deal in that. They would get to pick arcade games, and whichever team got the most score in that would get to move on. Something to that Some of this sounds familiar, yeah. See, I don't ever remember watching that. I remember all it the other ones. Good. I don't remember the video game one. <laughs> Nick Arcade. 1990. I just remember for sure. Oh, 1992. That's um, well before you were born. <laughs> I remember for sure, though, Sonic 2 was always a game. Maybe Outrun? The, the, they were always games that the kids got to play. And, and the hook of the game was whatever team won got to go to like the big boss level at the end, which, again, was a green screen thing. It was a little bit like the very, very early precursor to Connect with the same amount of tracking issues. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what was that one show when they had to guess the puzzle, the secret phrase? Classic uh, Concentration. Wheel of Fortune? That's what I was thinking, too. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> I don't know when I say it. I had like the conveyor belt where they would have things that give them a hint. Fun oh, that's it right there. Oh, but it doesn't just say it. Tell us, Kenny. Uh, oh, Nick Gas. I, that is not, that is Nick a logo Gass. I've not seen in a very long time. Nick Gas? Games and sports. Nick Gas? Gas. No, Gass. That's, that's something different. It's not the game show I'm Taco talking Bell? about. Okay. Uh, gosh, it's, I keep seeing like so all. Anyway. The, oh, figure it out. That's what it is. It's oh, it out. I see. Oh. I can't figure it out. Uh, <laughs> I love that game show, and that actually had a little bit of a resurgence a little bit late. Uh, probably about three years ago, I came back. Yeah, look at that. Well, um, that's weird. So we're talking about old Nickelodeon shows, and Corey isn't here. <laughs> <laughs> the two youngins aren't the ones talking about Nickelodeon. What were we talking about? Uh, I think you were asking if L fell flat on his gaming goals this week. Wow, that was like 15 mm, minutes ago. That was a half ago, hour yes. ago. <laughs> <laughs> Man, that's one heck of a tangent. Well, we actually planned this out in theory about 10 weeks ago when we found out that you needed to get to week 10 in G-Test to, to, to get a bonus. Uh, not a bonus, a badge, a community badge. And we're like, yeah, human fall mm. flat will be worth a lot of TA. 
Poof. Should have been there. Um, yeah. So Waka... <laughs> um, oh, what's what's a good adjective for Waka Pale? Angelic. Oh, that. That's oh, the one. Yes. Angelic Waka. Of course. The word is delightful. A delightful <laughs> gentleman, Waka Pale, decided to run through seven crazy people on a Saturday afternoon... And he said, oh, you know, it'll take about four hours. Oh, God, that's a lot of human fall flat. And um, uh, Michelle was over. So what happened was I had my Xbox in the bedroom and Michelle was playing in the living room. <laughs> so I was not able to keep great tabs on my Xbox. So unfortunately, I wound up getting disconnected. Rip. After about three or four stages, so everyone was nice enough to start over, and then at some point I was <laughs> disconnected. Boosting session. <laughs> at some point I was disconnected a second time. <laughs> so unfortunately, I only got four achievements in the session. However, Philip Wendell had fifty-three achievements. Jeez. Oh. Yeah. Holy crap. Uh, Blaze Flareon had forty-one. Jeblach had thirty-four. Uh, Michelle had 18, Carpe Adam had 33, and AZ Mongoose had 46. Uh, the seven of us combined for 229 achievements for 12,459 TA score. So, wow. that was a lot of human fall flatting. Philip Wendell only has six more achievements he needs. He just, and I believe Jeez. he was starting it from scratch. I can tell. Sounds about right. Yeah, but Waka Pale totally delivered, as he always does. He This was his idea from when G-Task was announced that this was going to be a community badge. And, and as Elle said before, let's get together and I'll just run you guys through. And other than Elle, there's no one who was in the session that wouldn't have been safe that week just using what they got out of that session. Which is yes, pretty I wound crazy, up considering safe. everything. And I forgot what I was going to say. <laughs> oh yes <laughs> I wound up safe and the session actually took over four hours it was more like four and a half <laughs> and we started at two yeah it was 630 right but consider there was a restart of like the first four levels or so well they ran uh, through to... quickly and yeah he was doing what he could to get everyone most of the achievements he said some of them were easier uh, single player, but most are easier in co-op because instead of having to find a box to push a switch, another person could just stand on the switch. Right. And there's a lot of stuff too. So there's one achievement in the level uh, castles. So this uh, Wakapel helped me with this the other month for a uh, random to-do list where you have to parkour through a part of the stage perfectly. If eight people are in the room and one person does it, everybody gets the achievement. Which is wonderful. So there, there was a lot of that sort of stuff too, where he, he it wasn't just about like circumventing where you could go to make the stage go quick. Because the re part of the reason why this took so long was Waka was doing every little in between thing and playing the game from start to finish. So for those of you who don't know, there is an achievement. I think it's called Speedrunner mm -hmm. for finishing the, the game in one sitting. Sounds but right. as the game has grown with extra levels via DLC and title updates so has the requirement for that achievement. So you used to just need to play the six or seven stages it launched with. Now you need to also play the Aztec stage and the new Steam stage. So this is getting progressively longer. 
Uh, but he got through everything. So he made sure not only to hit all these little in-between things that people had to do, but but to play the game from start to finish. So everyone in there, except for L, who unfortunately got disconnected twice, mm. uh, <laughs> was able to get it done. Nice. Yeah, Waka's the man. The angel. The delightful guy. That is one game I cannot get the hang of. Like, it's something where it's like, okay, I'm starting to figure these controls out. I'm getting, uh, I, I got this. Let's do it. And then the next stage or the next section comes up and they throw in like a new little obstacle or whatever. And then it's just like, I don't know what I'm doing. I give up. That is not the easiest game in the world. No. Yeah, I find I have a very hard time in my brain differentiating what is moving elements in the game and what is just moving the camera. So yeah. I frequently wind up like looking at the ceiling while dragging a block over my head and falling <laughs> into a pit. It's, it's not a good look. So thank you, Waka. Uh, one last random thing I wanted to mention of the random to-do list in its clumpiness is that Michelle's stick bold achievement she needed for unlocking all the characters is called completionist. On my random to-do list, I also had an achievement called completionist. In the game Dungeons and Dragons uh, Chronicles of Mystara. And you would think it would be for collecting stuff, but no, it's for completing all the challenges. It's just an odd achievement name, in my opinion. Uh, so that is a lovely game. I've talked about it in the early episodes, but I want to reiterate that it's a game you can play in local co-op. And um, both people make progress towards their achievements. And the game is so smart that if you logged in... Like, say I'm playing with Michelle, and then we finished up, and then she logged in herself and looked at her challenges, it would all be there. Well, that's uh, hard, nice. to ex- it's hard to explain, but it, it remembers. I really feel, in many ways, the key difference is it was an Xbox Live Arcade game and not an idea at Xbox game. Mm. Like, as bad yeah. as some of those Xbox Live Arcade games might have been, there were certain levels of... I don't know if it was like necessity because Microsoft was demanding it of these developers or, or what it was, but for whatever reason, many of those Xbox Live Arcade games were really good at that. Achievements popped on both profiles. They had online and offline co-op. They would have good internal tracking for things. It just, just I don't know what yeah. changed in that, but I, I think that has a lot to do with why all of that stuff in that game is so good. Because that's versus playing something like the Capcom beat-em-up bundle that uh, L got two achievements in that for random to-do list. We played one of the games start to finish and it didn't pop. And it seems like I, we have to try it and see if it'll pop in single player. That but it's, bad. it's well, I was going to just talk about Stickbold. <laughs> oh, sorry. Go ahead. <laughs> I was going to say Stickbold is host only. So while right. it's fun and we'll, we'll go through it twice anyway, but it would have been nice if it popped for both of us. Right. It's just weird that difference uh, in in what they require, Few and far or between. maybe I don't know if they do or don't, but it it's really something that that's changed so much with the advent of ID at Xbox and the seemingly lower barrier to release on the Xbox platform. Well, they wanted to try to make the um, barrier to entry a little bit easier for indie developers to get onto the Xbox, and with that, we now have you know crap games like the Radalika <laughs> Collection. It's not it's not just cost? the indie games, <laughs> at though. What cost? So no. A lot of games you could tell it's going to do that where it says your gamer tag on the screen, and then there's usually a button you press for profile to switch your profile, and then you kind of say, okay, that's host only. Then you have something like Overcooked and Overcooked 2 where you're picking your profiles for a controller, but then it still only pops for the host, so it's very strange. 
Hmm. Well, the first Overcooked, That's... as I recall, did pop achievements for everyone except for the stars. Oh, yes. That is right? true. Right, didn't it? It popped achievements for finishing levels. But you still have to get the stars for both people independently. Yes. So, you know, if you're going for achievements, you're playing it twice all the way through anyway. But Overcooked 2 gives nothing to non-host profile. And that's very sad. That's crazy. Well, good thing we like Chivos. <laughs> and playing things more than once. Yes, there's nothing better than to play a game, <laughs> play a game twice. Especially sure. if you have all the achievements already. Exactly. Imagine if we had to play Borderlands 2 twice. Uh, <laughs> um, <laughs> you know the... Um, we barely play it once. The uh, Packers play the Bears on Thursday. So sorry, Peru. I mean, Prue already told us he's going to watch the Packers and the Bears, so he said we can't play. That's what I... Damn it, Prue. <sighs> Come on, Prue. Ridiculous. In all ball. honesty, it was Michelle this week telling us why we didn't play. We were there. She didn't want to play. She wanted to go do RTDL and some Halo achievement. Yep. <laughs> Wait, you were late, damn it, Kenny. I was there. No, you were late. No, I was there. You were late. There. You're the one that's late. There. Damn it. You were there late. <laughs> you were late there. You know what other game that all of us have been playing, actually, in the last couple weeks? Uh, game that- I'm going to go with Gear Pop. Mary Poppins. Oh. So, tell us with your spinning gears what new thoughts you have about it since another week has elapsed since its release. Yes. So, I think I might have said something in error last week where I was talking about downranking and said that uh, Mm. you will continue to get the Arena 5 crates uh, all the way uh, down in Arenas 3 and below. Um, I think that's not true uh, because I was doing some serious downranking in an attempt to get a 5-win streak uh, as often as possible in order to get the you know the best uh, loot that you can get uh, which without paying uh, actual money um, so I I got a little too aggressive with that I was also banking on okay for RTDL I want to get a lot of TA right obviously because I want that TA difference so I had kind of worked my way up to 500 matches um, within like 20 um, so that on Monday morning, if I needed to, I could very quickly bang out the remaining matches, get that extra TA diff, uh, and stay safe. Um, I didn't end up needing that, so I didn't I pop that until after. Um, but while I was doing that, while I was seriously tanking my, you know, my score, um, I got to the point where I got demoted, I think, twice. And at that point, they lowered down my win as well. So my win Ooh. went from Arena 5 to Arena 4. So you don't want to... Derank too much because then you will take yourself out of that uh, Arena Five uh, prize pool. Um, so don't do that. Uh, instead, if you are going to derank and you really should be, if you're still playing this game uh, and you want the good stuff, um, it, you pretty much have to derank. Uh, you don't want to go too far. Um, now the problem with that is everybody is doing it. Um, so everybody oh, yes. is deranking. So at some point when you're trying to get your five win streak, you could run against someone who is uh, a much higher level than you, who is also deranking and who is also trying to get their five win streak. And then, so sorry, you're not going to get your five win streak. You're, you may get stopped at one. You may get stopped at two. Um, had someone do, you guys- had to do that to me, and I, got, I had a four win streak. 
And on the fifth one, it's just like, all right, just need one more person trying to derank. But no, I had someone that was probably three or four like levels higher than me, and I just got bulldozed. <laughs> he just wiped the floor at me and ruined my win streak. Can I ask mm-hmm. you a, a quick question, Nate, sure. just to put this into perspective? Sure. Uh, so for those of you listening who ha- have either not played Gears Pop at all what is or wrong have only played very little. Me. Um, oh, it. <laughs> Gears Pop ranking is based on the number of cogs you've earned. Yes. So generally you earn about 30 cogs for a win and you'll lose about 10 for a loss. And there, there are certain things that will change that amount. Mm-hmm. Now, myself, I've the highest I've gotten up to is about 1,500, and the most I've deranked down to is about 1,330 or 1,350. Mm-hmm. What has that high and low been for you when you're talking about these numbers about how far you'd be ranked? I think my highest <laughs> was 1,680 or so. Let me pull that up. And then my lowest – so when I got really aggressive with the deranking, I think I get, got down to like 11 or 1,200. Um, okay. It was just so painful to lose at that point because people are just, you know, they're not very skilled at that level. So oh, you're kinda like, God, you're it's kinda, the you're worst. Kinda, you're like, hey, attack me over on this side. And then, you know, they would and then you'd just be like, okay, now I'm just going to play dead. You know, and then because um, they think that if you're not dropping pins, that, oh, you're you're obviously going to drop a ton of pins on me all at once. So I would just start, um, you know, I, I eventually built decks where I just have grenades and barriers and other kind of useless you know, defenses as an offense. And so I was just throwing those. And then when people were coming, I would obviously throw my ink grenade the opposite side and, oh, I missed. And, um, <laughs> oh, <laughs> and so. Those people uh, are the worst. It takes three effing minutes to kill someone that's just sitting there. Well, you it know, drives I me think, nuts. I feel like they're also, it's just a game of chicken. Like, they don't want to win either. <laughs> You know, I I have run into none of these magical derankers who don't do anything to you. <laughs> so my experience with Gears of War, or well, Gears not. Pop, has been pretty much like this. I, I and I I joke around in the Discord channel about filthy derankers, but the the reality is, if you want to play this game competitively at all, that is what you have to yeah, do. Yeah, you pretty much do. Unless you want to spend lots and lots and lots of money, that that's. Just the reality of yeah. it. Yeah. Okay, I'm going to talk to my fine. buddy, uh, I think this weekend, the next UFC. Gonna, uh, he's a big Clash Royale player. So I'm just going to mm-hmm. be kind of jawing with him and being like, kind of con- comparing and contrasting and being like, well, is it like this? And so we'll finally have something to talk about that isn't UFC. Because <laughs> uh, he, all he wants to talk about is Royale, Clash Royale. And I'm like, nah, man, I rage quit. I'm done. Um, <laughs> but uh, so, yeah, so it looks like my highest tags was 1681. I'm currently sitting at 1509. I probably need to rank down a little bit before I go for my next win streak. Um, as far as how much I've been playing, uh, not as much. Like that first week, uh, I was, was playing a lot, obviously, the first couple days. Um, now I'm kind of like, ugh, it's a chore to go in there and get my five or get my four. So I'm probably doing about, um, I would say, eight, eight gear packs a day. And maybe I'm getting a, a, a win streak or two throughout the day. So I've severely cut it back. Uh, what about you guys? Are you playing differently than you were in the first week? Are you playing more L uh, um, <laughs> than you were in the first wait, week? Wait, 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 wait. I have an important mm-hmm. question first. Oh, okay. Who's in the main event of UFC coming up? <laughs> Who's in the main event? Okay, so it I want to see if you could pronounce it. <laughs> uh, K- K- yes. Khabib Nurmagomedov. Yes. Uh huh. Versus wow. Dustin Poirier. 
Wasn't um, Khabib that one that had a hissy fit or did something like? Yes, he did something. That sounds you familiar. Correct. The thing with Connor. Yes, he and Connor had uh, had a big uh, kerfuffle. Uh, the, um, apparently, the, they're the apparently still not friends. Oh, mm-hmm. yeah, still not friends. So, do you think he plays Clash Royale? I'm gonna say no. I think all he does is wrestle bears. Okay. <laughs> um, yeah, I have been trying to play, and I get slaughtered every single time. Um, <laughs> I probably need someone to show me some basic strategies. So, I just I don't know what to do. I don't know how Nate plays specific, but for me, I just rush one side. Like I know there's a lot of people that, you know, what does the other once, person do? Once their outpost starts to be starts to be getting destroyed, you know, to dump some troops down the fence. I t- I play very this is very risky, but I usually just let you go on one side. I'm like whatever, I'll let hopefully my uh outposts and my and whatnot can kill them and I don't have to play defense and I just when you put all your pins on one side, I go to I go to the other side. And I just rush and hope I win before you win. <laughs> I was going to say, aren't you both doing the same thing then? I just hope that my pins are better than theirs, which when you were talking about, Nate, that you know, you're know you up to 1,600, and I forget what how high you said you're, you've been up to, uh, Michelle. My highest uh, cog total is 1,189. I've never gotten to Arena 5. Whenever I get right to that spot where it's just like, okay, my next win's going to put me in Arena 5, I start the D rank. So as of right now, I'm actually 847 cogs. And the reason why I'm doing that is because I want to, I don't want the Arena 5 chest yet. I just want to keep getting pins to level up the characters I have now instead of trying, you know, adding. Six, more to the pool. Yeah, and right. six or seven more to the pool. So the units that I'm using are just super strong, which helps me run over a lot of the competition. Yeah, but you're missing out on some of the some of the Arena Five. Um, actually, there's not too much Arena Five that's that great. <laughs> Arena Four does have like exactly. the best stuff. Um, yeah. Yeah, when I was looking at the Arena Five, I forget what was all in there at this point. Um, it was the kind of thing. It's just like I think there's like one thing in there and so it's like man i wish i could get that but for the most part uh i have jd i've got clayton i've got uh what i just unlocked dominic i think his name was mm-hmm. yeah dom yeah so it's like i got reina i got the hammer of dawn so it's like i have all the, money. i have all the you know big important ones mm-hmm. i just don't see that need to go to the arena five just yet i'd rather well, level up the ones i have now Right, Especially so since a, there is that achievement to level a pin completely up. Well, also remember, five is going to get you five and below. So it's going to get you five and four and three and two and one. Uh, and these, let's just say you're getting the small chest, right? The small arena five chest is going to get you 19 common and one rare. The arena four small chest is going to get you 16 common and one rare. So, and those those are going to jump up. So if you go to like the the large golden on arena four, you're getting seventy common, fourteen rare, two epic. Um, and then if you go up to arena five, 
then you're getting 81 common, 16 rare, mm. and 2. So it might be worth it for you to yeah, go up to 5. You just dip your toe into 5, right? Get that ability to get the 5 chest, then drop back down into 4. Because you will, as long as you're still in 4 and not dropping down to 3, you'll still get the Arena 5 chest, even though it's a love Arena 4 win. Um, that you will get that. But once you drop down to Arena 3, boom, you're, you're only getting, like, the I think the Arena 4 uh, wins. So Yeah, see, that's... I didn't think about getting all those extra pins and all those extra coins. I mean, it's... it's I, was, I was just trying so, to think of, you know, not up. trying to dilute the pool and just trying to get the pins that I need. Sure, but you're actually getting more pins total by going up. Yeah, that um, makes sense. So, yeah, so that might help you. So I... I don't play too many phone games. Like I haven't played Clash or any of that stuff. Missing like out. it's not really my thing. But I am fine with games that are time gated, and I'm even fine with games that are pay gated to a degree. But what makes a game like this very, very difficult is that it's very much um, it's not balanced well. It's I found myself in a situation today, right, where I was deranking a little bit because I wanted to try to win. I want to get at least two wins so I can get the thumper to do horde battles with. So I deranked just a little bit. The first two matches I have, I slaughter the guys. So it's not fun because they're not not playing. They're playing. But I can tell by their hit points and their turrets hit points that, that they are legitimately coming up through the 1300s. They're not deranking down. And then my third match, I get absolutely slaughtered by somebody who's putting out like level 12 dead eyes and things like that. Like, uh, this is someone who's clearly de- like, none of those games was actually fun. Every one of them was bad in a different way. And I, I don't know how you fix that. I don't know if maybe just having a queue of of bot teams that are better balanced for your actual ability to play is the way to do it. But since once you hit a certain point, it, you're all you're going to be running into really are either people who are struggling to come up who you will slaughter because you've already deranked or derankers who are much higher than you. Yeah, so, uh, I, I don't know how much longer this game is going to hold me, to be honest. Like I, I have more than half the achievements. That's usually my go to. So <laughs> I, I don't know. Yeah, that is one of the problems with the game where it's really difficult to, you know, find that balance of how exactly do we do this? Well, I mean, th- it is week two. Um, so who knows what's going to happen? I've noticed, I don't know if you've noticed, um, the difficulty at the higher ranks is going down. Mm-hmm. So the user base is bringing up how far you can go. You know, they say rising tide raises all ships. Um, the more people in there, more people getting pins means that those lower skilled players are getting higher and higher. And so you can actually get to higher and higher arenas by beating them. Um, like before I was having a lot of difficulty in arena uh, five, like around 13 uh, to 15. And I was just getting knocked back down, knocked back down. But then I made it all the way up to 16. And I was like, you know, feeling like I could maybe get the silver uh, with, with this honest push uh, to get there. I, I still don't feel like doing that just yet. Um, but I feel like as time goes on, once again, this is week two, it's going to be more and more possible um, to get, into the higher arenas. So if you oh, yeah. just want to kind of sit back, play it, just, you know, play it here and there and just keep, you know, getting your, uh, you know, building your pin base and getting all that stuff, getting lots of money um, so that you can do all the upgrades. Um, it's definitely going to be a grind, but I mean, I'm still having 
fun with it, I guess. All right. It's not bad. I don't feel, though, that when it hits that point where it'll be more fun to play, it will be because the developers actively did anything to change it. It's just going to be because the, you know, the Wallet Warriors or whatever, the early people kind of fell off and got bored of it, and the player pool will have balanced out. I still get a lot of enjoyment uh, out of beating people that are a higher health pool than me that are actually trying. Like, I can tell... Like, um, I can tell that my strategy is better than their strategy. Like, my understanding of the units is better than their understanding of the units. Like, mm-hmm. they've got a grenade unit out. I'm not going to send a weak crew against them. I'm not going to send wretches. I'm not going to send um, shepherds. I'm not going to send anything else that's going to get decimated in one hit because then my energy was for nothing, right? My three or my four or whatever is just completely gone. I should have saved that up for a single unit, like a Marcus or a Dom or... Um, I mean, Clayton or Clayton, Carmine. Clayton. Uh, yeah, yeah, Carmine. So, mm-hmm. um, so getting the, you know Cletus. Uh, so getting all those guys to march up the field and take a little bit more hits. Um, one of the things I am having trouble with is countering the cedar um, when they put it in a good position where it can hit my bases. Ink now, grenade. Once again, with the yeah, if you have an ink grenade, yeah, but that's still going to take time. Um, yeah. What you can do is drop down a high health unit. And hopefully that gets the seizure's attention. If you drop it far enough forward, it will hit like the nearest target. Um, so you can have it hit that high health and keep it away from your tower. So I'm just going to drop a dom um, in the middle of the field so that the seizure starts hitting him instead of hitting either of my um, my base units. And then I can drop an ink on him, or I can drop you know um, someone else, a reina or something, to run up and just kind of pound on the seizure while it's trying to hit. Uh, the first unit that it latched onto. Because once again, it will continue to attack that until it's dead and then it'll move on to the next target. So a, a lot of this is, you know, distracting um, units um, with a unit that they can't destroy well while your other units are taking them down. So there's there's a lot of, um, there's a lot of strategy to it. Uh, and oh, it's unfortunately, a lot that of strategy... strategy Unfortunately, that strategy is dictated by what you're given. So you don't get to put together the deck you want. You put together the deck that you have been given, and you figure out a strategy that works for that. Now, the problem with that is um, you're going to progress to a certain point where your deck no longer is viable, <laughs> and then, and or you're going to get a new pin, and you're gonna, you have to figure out how to slot that into your strategy. And that's kind of the fun thing about this game, right? It's like figuring out that strategy. Okay, well, how do I do it with this deck? How do I do it with that deck? It was actually kind of fun going in and trying to beat people with my D-ranking deck. Like, where I just got so tired, I was just like, all right, screw it. I'm just going to I'm gonna kill these guys. <laughs> and so with my D-ranking deck, trying to find a way to um, take them down. Or you let them grab one tower, and then for the rest of the match, it's, okay, I'm going to stop you from getting anything else. <laughs> That's the I'm best. Gonna, yeah, because <laughs> I'm going to be scoring pin kills, and I'm going to be scoring energy spent, and I'm going to be scoring, you know, um, uh, you know, these other, like, really grindy achievements. So, um, so that's where I've been finding the fun. Uh, but, yeah, I'm definitely... I don't know, a quarter to a third of the playtime that I've been doing before, and I'm fine with that. <laughs> yeah, and that's the one thing when it, where the strategies really come into play, and you do have to think on your feet because your starting pins are always different. And it's like in a perfect world, I start with Marcus and, and Old Man Marcus. That doesn't always happen. So it's like you got to kind of see what your opponent starts with, see what you start with, and then kind of go from there and just have a generalized plan of how, of, of attack. And then go see what happens on the field. 
All right, well, so, we talked a yeah. lot of Gears board these last you two think, weeks. <laughs> you think they're going to have uh, pumpkin heads uh, for Halloween? I don't know. I mean, okay, so they did, add, they did add a new Horde event, right? That Ooh, was kind of cool. Big Butcher. Well, it didn't take too long to figure that out. Um, Do a lot of damage. Mm-hmm. Do a lot of damage, and finally, Decoy is actually pretty good. So those are fun. So if they keep doing those every now and then, that'll add a little bit of life. But honestly, we've been figuring it out so quickly uh, in the crew that it's just it's kind of a joke. Like, um, oh yeah, the... <laughs> well, for the people that have good good decks, ah. um, it's been easy to figure out. So it's and being a strategy game, it is absolutely the kind of thing where you just have to play and kind of figure it out as you go. Like, we can sit here and tell you, do this or do that or use this deck, but until you actually play it yourself and learn the game, it's you can only do so much. Yeah, and you're going to lose. Don't worry about it. Oh, yeah. You're going to lose. <laughs> like, you're going to be on, you're going to be doing great. You're going to be higher than you've normally been. And you're just going to get pounded like seven in a row. You're just going to be on a skid. Uh, and then just, you know, you'll come back. Um, you know, I, I've kind of yo yoed. Um, up and down and you know my highest is 1680 i didn't even realize i was getting there once again i think that's because the player base has grown um or you know the whales are gone or they're way off in the stratosphere that i have yet to reach um so it's just been easier to get uh back to where i was and farther um without too much difficulty so and one advantage nate you and i kind of have over other people as you know we played clash royale Granted, it is a different game, but it's also similar enough to where it's like that experience from Clash Royale carries over. And it's just like, okay, well, this is it. I understand the mechanics, so I just do this. It's just now there's cover. Yeah. yeah and cover keeps them from attacking you faster because they're, they have to place farther back and those sorts of things. And ways that you can interrupt the cover. And yeah, it's, yeah, there's, it's there's some a strategy. It's a really good mobile game. If you haven't think- tried it, by all means, just download and check it out. Come to the Discord. It that is still our most popular room in the in <laughs> yeah. the entire Discord. There's so much talk going on in there. Let's get off of Gears Pop. We've talked a lot about Gears Pop. The one thing I do want to know is, Michelle, have you put any money into Gears Pop? And if you have it, are you going to get anything on sale this week? Um, I did wind up buying the um that initial $5 welcome pack. But that's, that's really it. I didn't get too much else other than that. So, um, that said, what am I getting this week? Um, anything. Good? Well, <laughs> no, no, you didn't say that you asked for, well, did you say if I was getting anything good? Well, I did. I, I did. Uh, I left out the good before I added it just now. <laughs> okay. Excellent. Um, so no, and I'm done. All right then. Uh, but, <laughs> I, I did. I did see three games that uh, you know looked interesting for different reasons. First one was Eleven Eleven Memories Retold. Make this a game wish. is normally twenty nine ninety nine, but it is now marked down to eight ninety nine. Uh, base score is a thousand gamer score. It's worth fifteen fifty TA, and it's about an eight to ten hour completion. I don't know much about the game, but I know it's not common to see a bunch of these sale games where the average TA score is over four out of five. So that's encouraging it's a based in world war one supposed to be very a very thoughtful story and, and it's not predictable uh, That's so nice. that just looks interesting from a hey this might actually be a good game on decent sale 
But enough of that. The other game that I was looking at was uh, a bundle, Your Toy and Dying Reborn. Oof. These are normally fourteen ninety nine down to four ninety nine. They're both low ratio. They're both sub hour one thousands. Not good for G Task, but good if you wanted to bolster your gamer score, I suppose. I don't know much about Dying Reborn, but I've heard your toy is terrible. Um, yeah, um, real quick with your toy. Follow mm-hmm. a guide. If you're one of these people that don't follow guides, take my take my advice. Please follow a guide because there are a couple of, of achievements that are glitched, and if you and they're missable if you mess it up, you have to go through an entire process of deleting every save you have off of every possible server on the planet and in the cloud and in the framework and anywhere that a save could possibly be before you can try to unlock it again. You can't just delete your save on your console and start back up. You're going to want to follow a guide for your toy if you want to get that completion. All right. Everyone be warned. And then the other game that I looked at really briefly, because I look at it every single time it's on sale, (laughs) is Monopoly Plus. Um, I'll just buy it. It's down to 449 from 1499 it's a one to two hour completion 1268 ta um, the other monopoly games i've played for gamer score have always been good sort of mind-numbing time waster kind of games to do in between things with but there's just so much on my plate at the moment with games that are unfinished uh gears 5 is coming out right around the corner so uh, these probably will not actually make it <laughs> right. These probably actually will not make it out of the tabs and into the cart, but these are the ones that caught my eye from this week. All right. Uh, shiny, shiny. Shiny, shiny. Uh, that was on sale last week, I think. Mm, <laughs> yes. Okay. Like well, I'll go yes. Okay. I have a question. Correct we- me if I am wrong. This is the first time Telltales have gone back on sale since their um, unfortunate demise. Because um, that was what stuck out to me this week. I'm I want to say... I feel like they've been on sale. I don't care what you say. I'm going to say yes. Well, now, I feel like okay, yes. Then. I feel like they have I was been, surprised. but I couldn't say for sure. I thought they were on sale just before the apparent, like, it's going to get pulled from your history thing. Um, and now that licenses seem to have settled back out again, this is the first time they've been on sale, but that could also be incorrect. That sounds right. I don't know, though. Yeah, so it looks like the Batman games are on sale, the Walking Dead games are on sale, and Wolf Among Us for Win 10. I think Michonne is on sale, too. I looked at that for a second, because well, I haven't played Wolf that yet. Us. That's I, that, that's I said the Walking Dead games, Michelle. That encompasses that. Is it base? Or Unless it- you just wanted to say Michonne to show uh, someone else how it's really pronounced. Uh, maybe. <clears throat> this is the entire season as well, or just base? It's the entire sure. season. It looks like they're just trying to get some more sales. I didn't see too many real easy 1Ks in the list. But who cares? Gears is coming out. And for those crazy people who like it, Borderlands 3 is coming out. Yay, How do you Lawrence. manage that if you like both? It's interesting. That would be wonderful if Borderlands 3 came to Game Pass. Um, uh, Final Fantasy VIII Remastered, Kenny? Is that coming to Game Pass? 
Yeah, totally. All all Square games come right to Game Pass. You know Heck I mean? yeah, I'm in. <laughs> I lied. I mean, no matter what, I will probably be picking that up when it goes. All right, sales. Nate, go. <laughs> right. Um, <clears throat> so there's a couple things I've been looking at. Um, Adam's Adventure Origins is a uh, point and click. It is $3 down from 30 which is crazy. Oh. So 1,000 gamer score with a uh, 1,117 TA. It is four to five hours. Uh, there are no unachievable achievements, which is something I would thought I heard about for this game. But uh, yeah, I say that looks like a good deal to me. Um, Sonic the Fighters it is backwards compatible. Yes. It is $2.50 down from 5 It's only 400 gamer score, but once again, it is backwards compatible. For 407 TA, it's a one-hour completion, and that seems about right. Easy, crappy little, fighter game. I think I had a little trouble with one of the achievements. I can't remember which one, but um, but yeah, it was still under an hour. So uh, even if you do have a little bit of a problem, uh, it's not so bad. Um, when Bomber Crew came out... Uh, for Game Pass, I tried it out. Uh, maybe I'm regretting that a little bit, but the game is now five dollars down from fifteen. One, uh, you know, it's one thousand gamer score with a three thousand two hundred and sixty-three TA thanks to the Game Pass bump. Um, it is fifteen to twenty hours. At some point, this is probably going to go out of Game Pass. Uh, so if you've already started, like I have, this might be a good way to keep that completion and not be so worried about when they delist it. Uh, from Game Pass, sorry. When they remove it from Game Pass, not when they delist the game. Although that might also happen. Um, Aaliyah. This is a $3.24 game down from 13 It is an E game. So it's a game that starts with the letter E, and we have two of those required for uh, mm. hole this month. I know a lot of people are worried about E games. Um, this is a... Uh, so yeah, it's 1,000 gamer score with a 1,408 TA total. It's two to three hours. It is in the adventure genre, and there is a walkthrough. Go so, buy it, Michelle. I'm thinking this is checking all the boxes. So if you need an E, this might be for you. Hmm. Go get it. Opens tab. E L E A. Good. Yeah. yeah. It says it's episode one, right? Like, mm, yeah. Is, is, so does uh, is there an episode Albert and Opera. two? I don't believe that there is. <laughs> right. <that's laughs> yeah, I, don't, I don't believe there is an episode two. I don't even know if an episode two is going to happen. But uh, at some point, I guess it's going to be as cheap as. So, History of the World Part One. But if you're struggling for an E and you don't care about completions, uh, why not? You know, you can complete point. it. I just had the thought that now that we all have Game Pass, this is going to make gamer tag challenges way easier now. Um, and then I, I bring up the list and I'm looking through it. There's only one e game on here, so oh yeah, uh, what is it? It is Everspace. Uh. Now, if you haven't played this at all, it's actually incredibly easy to di- dive because all you have to do is die, which is actually the only achievement I have in it, so <laughs> I can't really tell you too much about it Good other job. than it's like a space shooter game. Like, I, I, I don't know. But look at pictures, and that's about all I can tell you. <laughs> How is Game Pass for a game starting in X? Um, is that's X- next month's uh, challenge. We have E and X in there. Let's see, X. And lots of p-p-p-s. Uh So it's not so good for X. There's, there's none. 
All right. So there we go. That's why you pick up (laughs) X-Men Wolverine, like I've been saying, over and over. Do it. I haven't heard you mention it. Mm, really? Mm. I might have to send you a no podcast. Right? <laughs> <laughs> um, the first achievement in Aaliyah is to sit on the main menu for 18 minutes. That, there you go. Sweet. Are you well, for real? That's an achievement? I, um, that is. Yeah, if you look yeah the I just uh, saw that, yeah. That's the first thing they tell you to do on the walkthrough. So, 18. So that's a, go get a cup of coffee. Odd number. To It's it's um, Ellie Arbitrary. God, it's so bad. <laughs> yeah. so f- what? Uh, Segway. Um, oh. Well, Nate, is there any good games on Summer Spotlight? Well, I don't know about good games, but games. <laughs> let's, let's go with games, games because there's too okay, many. Games. <laughs> there's too Other many to games? play or try or review. Um, so let's just run through them. Um, Keep in mind, this is the Summer Spotlight sale. There is a deal where if you spend $40 or more, you get $4 back. It's Woo. amazing. Um, Rewards. Uh, fourth, yeah. You're not supposed to put it that Sorry. way. Sorry. Come on. Sorry. But yeah, 4, so you're going to be spending points. the... 4,000 4,000 points. points. Sorry. Sounds that's, much that's better. Many more zeros. Mm. Um, keep in mind, this sale and offer ends uh, on September 9th. So not a whole lot more time, but these guys keep adding games. So they're, they're going to probably be adding games up to the end. Um, the new uh, Summer Spotlight games we have since the last time we talked are Sudden Strike 4, Complete Collection, no idea. Truck Racing Championship, I believe you race trucks in this game. Street Outlaws, the <laughs> list. Um, here's a fun one. Code Vein Trial Edition. It's free. Oh, and well, in that case, sweet. <laughs> it's a trial, and it's part of the summer spotlight. So, okay, uh, Blair Witch, which I'm hearing ah! a lot, a lot of people seem to like this. Oh. So, it's a lot of hype. Uh, I think Sasha already completed it. Yeah, I, I think it's not that bad. I, I've seen multiple completions. I think on my uh, my yeah. feed. Who'd you say completed? Sasha. Oh, Sasha. Yeah, Sasha. Wow. I think he was the tenth one to oh, complete wow. it. Okay then. Uh, Risk of Rain One and Two Bundle. This actually looks interesting to me. Uh, the first game is a roguelite uh, kind of platformer action, and the uh, Risk of Rain 2 is a roguelite shooter. So I don't understand how that works, but I'm very interested. Uh, I don't know if I'm $34 interested. I think that's how much it is. And also, uh, the second one is a co-op game, so you kind of want to have someone else go in on that. Um, Newt one is a game... Apparently, this looks like maybe <laughs> maybe a shorter one, but unfortunately, there are no times listed for these new games yet on TA. Decay of Logos, uh, Sabara City, The Dark Anthology, Man of Madan, or Madan, however you pronounce that. It is man! Madan. Uh, Once again, it's man! Been, yeah, I've been hearing pretty good things about this game, um, but not from anyone that I personally know. Agent A, A Puzzle in Disguise. This looks fun. M, it has puzzle in the title. Mm. Yeah, but it's not a puzzle game on TA. Wait, what? No, not yet. Well, it you will need be. To it play will it be. So you can yeah, tell them exactly. otherwise. Exactly. I got all excited when I looked at this list. I'm like, it says puzzle in the title. I mean, it looks like puzzle. Yeah, it looks like mm-hmm. a point click type puzzler, like a Professor Layton's or something similar, but um, I haven't looked too much. I just know it looks interesting, mm-hmm. and I think you might 
think so as well. Uh, Legend of the Skyfish. I can't believe we're still going. There are more games. This is a Radalika game. Uh, it's the newest Radalika, I think. Legend nice. of Skyfish. Uh, there's Whipsy <laughs> and the Lost Atlas. Uh, this game looks kind of interesting. I think action platformer. I don't know. Uh, Vambrace, <laughs> uh, Cold Soul. Too many games to look at. I think I've seen the cover. It's blue. Human Fall Flat. <laughs> There's a new level. Uh, I don't think you have to. I don't think you have to pay for this. I believe it's just a new level. Hookbots, Headspun, and Crayola Scoot. Uh, while not a new game, it has a new price. Uh, and I just fired this up because it was on my RTDL. And yeah. Yeah, I think I might have gotten myself in trouble here. Uh, it doesn't seem like it's hard, but it seems like I'm probably going to need to devote some time to the mechanics. That's it so far. Um, there's a lot of spotlight going on. There's a lot of spotlights. Uh, I mean, it's it's hot up there on that stage. Uh, and as for Quick and Cheap, the only one that we know for sure is Legend of the Skyfish because Radaleka. Um, none of the other games have been completed by enough people or have given estimates uh, by enough people. So can't really uh, can't really guess to those just yet. And there's probably going to be more. We're, I'm really holding out for Torchlight 2. I really want that to be on the, uh, on the Summer Spotlight because then uh, I'll at least get some money back for buying that game. Um, <laughs> but yeah, uh-huh. so that, that did release today, but it has not been put on the Summer Spotlight just yet. Wow. Yeah. There's a lot of games in here that there's would do ton of games. wonderful on Game Pass. Like, there's a bunch of games in here. It's just like, oh, I'd like to try that. Oh, I'd like to try that. But at the same time, I'm too cheap to buy them, yeah, especially with the backlog. It's a, I, the good news is there's so many games there. There's got to be something that if you have $40 burning a hole in your pocket, you can get 4,000 points for. Oh, for um, sure. If you really want to do it. So, I mean, there, there is definitely a lot. It's not like before where you had, um, you know, five or eight games total for the entire summer to choose from to get your, uh, you know, your, however much back it was then. But, uh, but yeah. So, and I'm sure there's going to be more this week. So, uh, good times. Nate, you made me feel really old just before. I- <laughs> Did I now? Yeah. You said uh, September 9th. Mm-hmm. And then I realized it's uh, 2019, mm-hmm. and then I remembered 9999. Mm. Do you know what came out on 9999? I think I know. I know Michelle's going to know. I know. There's, I know. There's I I two know. things actually. I think I know. Go ahead, Kenny. Give a Go guess. Go for it. Was it the Genesis? No, not the Jazz, the Dreamcast. The Dreamcast. <laughs> was it the Dreamcast? Oh. Dun, 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 dun. <laughs> I, re- I know it's a console because we've talked uh. about this on the show way back <laughs> But I don't uh. remember what it was. I just remember a console. It is, in fact, the Sega Dreamcast. Woo! Got it. First try. <laughs> <laughs> I'm editing the so no. first part of that. No. No, I'm editing. <laughs> In fact, you're going to say the same thing over and over. <laughs> <laughs> was it the Genesis? No. Was it the Genesis? Oh, was it the Genesis? And it's a Sega console. Close enough. <laughs> what else came out? And I don't know what the second thing was. Michelle, do you know? I know something that came out on 9-9-2009. But, but, but it's not a- another thing that came out in 1999. Oh, well, um, it's a game I talked about earlier having its uh, 20th year anniversary and remastered game coming out. Uh, Resident Evil. God damn it, Kenny. (laughs) 
Oh, Final Fantasy. Final Fantasy VIII. Yes. Oh, uh, I actually did that. Oh, okay, cool. You know what game came out on September 9th, 2009? Um, don't say Game Gear. <laughs> Kenny doesn't know what that is. Don't say. <laughs> Atari Lynx. No. The Nomad. <laughs> it was none what of is that. it, Michelle? It was, it was the Beatles rock band. Oh, yes. Huh. Yeah. Uh. And and quite uh, as the world is strange with how things happen at the same time. It's actually in, in the state of New York, uh, this is a complete aside, you need to um, have a public librarian certificate to work at a public library. And that was actually the same day I got my public library certificate. So went and got Beatles Rock Band. You perfect. went and became a librarian <laughs> instead of be, instead of playing Beatles Rock Band. Oh, no, I just had to mail out $50 to oh, get that. Oh, that's so simple enough. Beatles Rock Band was a lot more work. So. <laughs> and a lot more money. <laughs> Well, I mean, other than the college degree and all that, but, you know. <laughs> so, <laughs> I got loans. You've had this gamer pick for 10 years then, huh? If you look at it that way. Uh, a little a little less, because this was for... So, for those of you who don't know, uh, my 360 gamer pick for a long, long time has been George Harrison from the Beatles Rock Band. Um, That's what that is. And I, <laughs> <laughs> I still think it looks like a girl. It does. A um, bit. That's what and I think I every think, time. I don't recall 100%, but I, there's there are achievements in the game for hitting all the hammer-ons and pull-offs in specific songs. And I believe one set of them was three George Harrison songs. So you unlock that gamer pick for getting that achievement. And he's my favorite Beatle. So there it is. Ten years of George Harrison gamer That's pick. That's what that picture Almost. is. Huh. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Fun fact of the day. That's crazy, though. Wow. <laughs> Ten years. See this what is I did? time for a change, except you for know, no. That's something that I kind of miss from the 360. Actually, I really miss from the 360 era. When you unlock achievements, you get something for it, not just gamer a gamer score. Unlocked. You got avatar items, mm-hmm. uh, gamer picks. Yeah. It's just but I feel like neat. I used to look at gamer picks a lot more mm-hmm. in the 360. Oh, for day. sure. Like, if not for TA's friend feed, I wouldn't know what anyone's gamer pick is. That's literally the only reason I know at this point. Like, I don't really pay attention to that on the one in the same way. And I think it's because so many people just use their generic picks or or their own specialized picks. So they're so specialized at this point that in some way it's not, like, associated in the same way. But there are definitely, like, uh, Stan has had the same Borat <laughs> gamer pick <laughs> for, like, 10 years. I, I can't, That's what that you is. know, not think of Stan and, and not think of Borat at this point because it's it's so linked to him. <laughs> <laughs> Do you I'm remember what he had before that Borat one, Michelle? <laughs> uh, what'd you say, Al? Uh, do you remember what he had before that Borat one? No. A different Borat one. <laughs> of course. Oh, yeah, was holding, the one where he's holding up the flags, I believe. But then he switched to the one with the Speedo. Yeah, the Speedo one is definitely oh, the one. Oh, Stan. I... <laughs> <laughs> the Avatar was never really all that big of a thing. Like, it never really, you know, did anything. But it was kind of neat to have. And it's actually... like just nowhere on the one. <laughs> it's just not really just present like it was on the 360. I actually paid $1 to get the uh, five different New York Rangers gamer picks. <laughs> of course you did. <laughs> I did. Right. <laughs> of course. And I would well, switch I've them every so for, often. Uh, I've, I've paid for the Avatar items before, you know. Like uh, you know, a dollar here or a dollar there for different <laughs> things. And of course, now you can't do anything with them. They don't. I mean, you can put them on on the 360. They don't really carry over to the the one. But 
That's one of those things that seemed to have fallen off, right? Because a couple of years ago at E3, Microsoft was doing this whole thing about like, you know, the avatars are going to be renewed and expanded yeah, really. and, and all this other stuff. Yeah. Because for a little while, right, you'd get games like, I think it was Reketeer maybe, where you'd unlock avatar awards and, and there was that fame star thing they had going on where you can get points kind of like in a Uplay type deal where you can yeah. spend them on gear. Uh, and then they just, I, I think... I think what happened there was that Nintendo um, had some buzz going for it with the the Miis. and but Mies are very different because someone can create a hundred of them on their own console and do the Mii parade and yep. all this other stuff. Like it, it was just a very different thing, but it was really successful me, 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 me. in in that pocket. So that was Microsoft trying to make their own version of it, and it just never hit the same way. You know what would make the Avatar come back though? One versus one hundred. Oh, yes, yeah. that was so was much talk. fun. I love that. I thought there was Too talk soon. about reviving that or something similar. I remember going to PAX maybe four or five years ago, and I want to say it was Planting. Maybe even went up and asked a question about that, but maybe he asked to connect one. But somebody asked a question about, "Are we going to see another one versus one hundred? And the answer was, well, we're looking into something similar. Mm. And it's been the same answer since they discontinued 1 versus 100. We're not getting anything similar. That's mm. just not in the game plan. But that that would work to bring back that whole structure. Yes, yeah, I, I spent so many hours in that stupid game. That was fun. Mm -hmm. It is funny when you're playing a 360 game and then, you know, you haven't seen those in forever. And then all of a sudden, boom, you've got a new shirt. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <Right>. okay. <laughs> Well, sometimes that happens when you're playing backwards compatible games. You know, uh, gamer pick unlock. Yeah. What? what? <laughs> that's how <laughs> oh, yeah, that's, that was a thing. And especially when you're unlocking gamer picks that you already unlocked on your 360. Like I think on Splosion Man, I did something and I was, it's like you unlocked a gamer pick because it's for something really basic at the beginning. Mm. I did. I did where? <laughs> oh, wait. I've had it for 12 years now. Okay. It's fine. It's fine. Where do I even find that? <laughs> <laughs> That was a thing, too, sometimes it's like a pre-order giveaway. I think Alan Wake, if you got, like, the Super Special Edition, you got an Alan Wake t-shirt for your avatar mm. that could show people that you spent $80 on the bundle instead of, you know, 60 on the disc or whatever. Yeah, there was, I think that was one. There was a couple of them that did that. And they did do mm -hmm. something like that on the one when they brought, sort of kind of brought back the avatars. Like, my avatar item... On the one is Spyro the Dragon pops out, you know, my avatar kind of plays with it. But I think you got mm -hmm. that for playing the game in the first week. I think that's how it worked where you could get it for free. Otherwise, like now you can just buy it. But you, I play in the first week. I got the avatar. Item. And it's just like, oh, it's cool for that one time, maybe a month. I go look, I compare a game mm -hmm. on the on the one with someone. I see it, but if it was on my dashboard, I'd see it more often, you know. I might be more inclined to spend a dollar and get a new item or something. Yeah, I think my avatar item might be a connect, and it dances with you, and <laughs> I see it about as often as I see my connect. Oh. So I suppose it's art imitating life. But let's move on to let's let's keep let's keep it going. I'm I mean, gonna ask a trivia question to break up the monotony. Okay, let's hold it. I right just back learned again. something today. What did Elle learn? Besides that, Michelle's gamer pick is from Rock Band Beatles. Well, that one I actually knew. Okay, just I learned that. It's the um, uh, which uh, one of the Beatles? <laughs> Dave Grohl. <laughs> okay, 
I just learned something. What does stick bold mean? I have absolutely no idea. I don't. I, sw- know. I swear I just read this the other Take day when guess. I was looking it up. And dodgeball. dodgeball. Wait, really? So that makes the title of the game Dodgeball a Dodgeball Adventure. <laughs> but see, we you can dodge a wrench, the, you can dodge a ball. It's the Danish word for dodgeball. Waka that, that changes right, everything. Cool. See? So now I know what that game is about. That's good. <laughs> <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> okay, so. I uh, struck gold with that joke. Wait. Golden. Gold, golden. Yeah. Uh, games of gold. So <laughs> on September, <laughs> so September now, you can get uh, Hitman until the 30th. Uh, Sharpshooter. September 16th through October 15th, you can get We he- we, uh, bleh, bleh. we Were Here. Is that French? We Were oui, oui. Here. Something Where? like that. Okay. Uh, starting now until September 15th, you can pick up yet another Earth Defense Force 2025. This yeah. one getting to 2025, so we have them all except for the Japanese one. Hey, that's an e-game, by the way. Hey, yes. there we go. Well, we all have the entire series available to us at this yeah, point. That's true. And they work for Framehold this month. And the last game we have is Tekken Tag Tournament 2. I'm excited Faster. for this one. Uh, September 16th to September 30th, so I like that. All and right. along with that, if you have not picked up Forza Motorsport 6, yes. yes. Yeah. If you have not picked that one up yet, then you have a few more days for that. Continuing on, let's get into some contests. P-Tart's annual birthday bash. Unfortunately, registration is now closed, so if you did not get registered, you suck. You're out. You can't get in. But Wow. <clears throat> Harsh. Yeah, a little. But it's still it's going on until next Sunday or Monday or something like that. Obviously, the idea is to score as much gamer <laughs> score as possible. And there's a prize going out to the 1st, 8th, and 34th place because she's turning 29 or she was born on the 34th or some such dead joke like that. Well, as we stand right now, I'm going to look. Okay. Inferno 118 is in first place with 25,980 gamer score. Wait, I guess, wait. I'm how much gamer score? Uh, 25,000. 25,900, right? So 26,000. And it's been two days. Hmm. How many Radalikas Goodness. are there now? Well, well, someone wants some. I'd like to know uh, what they're playing. Radalikas, ACAs, yeah. any number of other easy 1Ks that come out these days. Uh, second place is Homeless Messiah. <laughs> <laughs> well, makes sense. With 19,000. <laughs> uh, Redemption Denied in third place with the lowly 10,000. <laughs> what the crap? That's a gap. I saw Mr. Rocker Dude going crazy with, uh, I think he played four rats. And right now he's in ninth place. So I'm going to assume his strategy at this point is to try to finish 10th. I mean, 8th. I think he mentioned as much in the Discord. He One initially. Of those? He he initially thought about going for the top score, and then when he saw what it, that would entail, he's kind of looking at that eighth place. One. Oh. So I, I think that's actually something he's confessed to. Don't give to. up, Rocker. You can do and it. And he's got almost 5,700 gamer score. In that 34th place, people are hovering at around 
800 gamer score. Right now, it's currently Death Dealers. Hi. Blowing up your spot, girl. <laughs> so good luck to everyone. And thank you to Pete Tart for hosting such a lovely event. It is blank awesome. <laughs> Pretty? Yay. <laughs> you got it. Very good Yay. at trivia today, Kenny. I did it. You're like one out of three. <laughs> On the first try. <laughs> On the first try. <laughs> <laughs> just punch it. Anyone actually know about this challenge? I just kind of signed up. I do. Because I think I inadvertently might have inspired this challenge from a podcast we recorded many months ago. Uh, probably episode 24 with Prue when we were talking about New Year's resolutions. Mm -hmm. uh, and I was mentioning that I have one achievement left in three games. One was Gears of War 2, one was Lord of the Rings War in the North, and I forget offhand what the third game was. And none of them are particularly hard to complete, I just need to sit down and get them done. And my goal was for at some point this year to get those done. And wouldn't you know, it is now September and I still haven't gotten them done. And at some point in uh, Discord, Chewie threatened to rip my arms off. And then I think he took yes, he that anger and decided instead to make a contest. And the point of the contest is to take your long dormant games that uh, over a year is his threshold and anything that you have three or less achievements in, uh, left in. And if you get the completion, you get entered to win uh, either for most completions of that nature or for the longest gap. So Bomber 37 completed a game that had like a 4,000 day gap. I, I don't, let me see if I can I find it here. Give me one second. Okay, so Bomber 37 completed Sonic the Hedgehog Arcade. His previous last unlock was February 28th, 2008. Wow. <laughs> and he just completed it about a week and a half ago. For a, for a 4,195 day gap between achievements. Um, right Look, now, I'm on there, Michelle. So he's got. You are on there. What game did you. You finished uh, three games. Yeah. That you qualified. Yeah, you know who figured that out? Chewy. Chewy. <laughs> yep. Yeah, Chewy's really. He's like, on top of this. First of all, thank you so much, Chewy, for doing this because this is totally something that he just. It was his own concept. And, you know, some people are saying, oh, this might have been a better tweak to it or not. Like, it's super, super awesome that he's doing this. This is obviously something that if people really like this or think this is a cool idea, we can certainly figure out ways in the future to maybe do something more formalized with it. But the fact that he's doing this is amazing. So thank you. And my arms feel much safer so now. So <laughs> I had three games on there mm -hmm. with the most uh, time elapsed being Plants vs. Zombies from February 17, 2015 to January 30th, 2019. And as mm -hmm. I'm scrolling, I see a certain Tennessean whose name appears a lot of times. Right. Yeah. Hmm. Elroy OMJ Holy is definitely cow. the leader so far at uh, at the number of games that have fit these qualifications. And I imagine it's because we've all heard the story about how Borderlands 1 broke completionist Elroy of being completionist Elroy, and then he became Gamer Score Hunter mm -hmm. Elroy. And I think he must have just taken a lot of these games in 2016, 2017, and just gotten the, you know, gentleman 720, and then let them go. But then when this challenge came up, 
he just went through and started completing them, I guess. Or not, no, it's not this challenge, because he completed a lot of these before the challenge was announced. One nice thing that Chewie is doing is he's accepting any game that you've completed this year that hits these parameters. So for whatever reason, Elroy has gone back and completed a bunch of games that laid for a couple of years on his account, not complete back in April. So he's he's definitely the leader insofar as number of games completed with these parameters. Yeah, it's kind of interesting that I'm really looking at this. Yeah, he went nuts in April, it looks like. Yeah. I remember him doing that. I'm like looking at my at the list now. You know, Chewy mess- messaged me and said, hey, you have, you completed Harm's Way and Plants for Zombies. That, they qualify for this. Would you like to add them to the list? I was, sure, why not? Of course I want to add them. Kind of funny, you know, I started both of these games. Or you know what? Nope, never mind. Edit that all out. Never mind. <laughs> no, it's, I was it actually s- is interesting. You started both of them in early 2011 yeah. and then finished them both within four days of each other in 2019. Yeah, yeah that's actually kind of what I, was, I thought. I started them, say, started them yeah, in the same month it. and completed them in the same month in 2019. But, but yeah, it's like both of them that's, have right around a seven year, or eight year gap. Huh. But you probably have the highest average uh number of years between or number of days between completions because you only have those two but there's a long gap for both of them yeah this is okay now i'm really looking at this list it's actually <laughs> now you're really looking at this <laughs> that's list. An cool interesting. Thing. <laughs> now i'm actually really digging into this list <laughs> so all this said before we get too sidetracked by digging into all this thank you again to chewy for doing this chewy is running this so if you are interested in participating tag him on discord message him let him know so he can add you to the spreadsheet He's doing an amazing job going through and finding these games for you, so you do not need to self-report. But if you know anything that you have done that fits this, let him know, because that'll certainly help cut down his workload. And if you have any questions, ask about it in the contest channel at Discord. Which one of you are playing a game? I just heard that achievement unlock. That that was Prue logging online. He must His ears must be burning from us talking about him. <laughs> so I almost always have my television on mute, but because I was playing L.A. Noir and I actually really wanted to hear it, I had my volume up, and then I wasn't home all weekend, so I, I got surprised by the volume being up too. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. We'll pretend like that's true. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Timestamps, my friend. <laughs> I have an hour. <laughs> Chewy also uh, sent me a message for my games as well, so I, I haven't submitted anything. He found them for me. It was on rush and uh, shred it. Shred it's it actually, was a while back too. Oh, it's actually on rush. Oh, sorry. Yeah, you got to scream more it. capital letters than I thought. <laughs> <laughs> oh, good job getting that done I, before I, the uh, it left Game Pass. By the way. Oh yeah, thank you. Yeah, I, that was tough. That was didn't sound like you were going to get that done. Yeah, I wasn't sure it was going to happen. I was. I was also counting on them not removing it right away and having like a a couple extra hours the next day too. But yeah, like I said, I got some help and I appreciate it. Hey, Michelle, you have the oldest starting game back in January of 2009 of Catan. I have the second, second oldest because Bomber dethroned me. But I do have one in the chamber. I have one that's older than his Uh-oh. oldest one. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to wait. I'm going to wait and see. Uh, I did mention this in Discord. Just keep in mind, TA runs all sorts of contests too. The negative nature of a contest like this is it's sort of one and done. Like, now that he's beaten Sonic Arcade, if that's the oldest game he has, that's the oldest game he has. You can't really manufacture an older one. So, I mean, I guess you can, but please don't be devious. Be delightful, like Waka. <laughs> and if you're so, going to use a time machine, there's better ways to use it. <laughs> Sports betting. Especially if you're going betting. back to 2008. 
So, exactly. Yeah. Uh, didn't Back to the Future <laughs> teach you anything? Mm-hmm. But um, what was the point I was making now that you've distracted <laughs> me? Not be devious. Oh, okay. Just, yeah, just. Just be careful with that because there may be other things coming up on True Achievements where you may have a similar task in front of you. So if you've got like four games that meet these parameters, you're not going to top Elroy OMJ anyway. Maybe pick the oldest one and pick that off and see if you can, uh, you know, work toward that one. So just, just be mindful. I don't want anyone to get locked out of anything on another contest because of the nature of this one. So just be mindful as you're going for your completions. But let, let Chewie know if you want to be involved. All right, next contest we we should get to, and I'll let Michelle take this away because there is some changes into it, is the RTDL roundup. Some changes on the team side of it? Well, I'm uh, actually going to, because I'm probably going to be talking a lot about stuff later. Oh, no, I guess Kush is going to cover Gamer Tag Challenge, right? Yes, I just don't want to monologue too much. Uh, How about this? I will talk about some of the changes coming up, but L. Why don't you tell us about the full combos that were earned in that crazy last week of RTDL gameplay? Or L, why don't you do that? I think I should do it. I think you should do it. Sweet. We got a couple of full combos. Cam, Kenny, you had to get that TM in there, didn't you? Yes. <laughs> All right. Shabooble, bobble, booble, bibble, bibble, bibbly, bibbly, bobbly, boo. Some things never to go, get old. To go back to Mary Poppins from last week. Elroy, OMJ. Love that guy. Uh, Matriarch. She's okay. Metism. <laughs> it's the worst catchphrase. <laughs> <laughs> I'm totally adopting it. Mediocre Matarachi. And me. On the last day. Me now. Finishing off with my lovely Harry Potter Connect achievement. That was fun. And. Doesn't sound We it. had the. Top 10 full of full combos, which was a first and looked really awesome and was all red and shiny. I was in the top 10. I mean, uh, <clears throat> I was had a full combo and was not in the top 10. Rip. Which sucked. But low point total. What can you do? And didn't someone, maybe Pluto had a, a full combo, but was like 18th or 19th? <laughs> what? I think he had a 24. Yeah, I think there was... <laughs> Oh, he had 24. Oh, he had a 24. Okay. I think he had a still was very... Yeah, it's... That's I, I crazy. thought actually things had slowed down pretty significantly in this uh, past month, but it just seemed like people were playing it differently. Like they were... Maybe they had longer achievements. I know people were away or had other things going on, but it... Um, More people were playing possum. People did really people awesome. People playing possum. And then I, I like think... I think Mario Party had finished with something like 148 out of 150 possible achievements or 145 out of 150 possible achievements yeah. for the team. We did okay. Wow. Yeah, that's... Why didn't you get a full yeah, combo? Nate, why didn't you get a full <laughs> why combo? Why didn't I get a full yeah. combo? Uh, because there were two that I missed. Oh. oh. That's oh, how that makes sense. Oh, that's, a, that's a fair <laughs> answer. Okay. <laughs> All right, well, we'll That's called a LeBron. <laughs> So we also had in this uh, month our first dip into free agency. So we introduced free agency as a way to limit the team sizes some, but allow others to still be involved. We found during the test month, while that was fun, there were people who were playing just to participate, which is awesome. We want to encourage that. But the solo side is good for that. And it was creating a situation where there were teams that had seven competitive people and one not so competitive and other teams that had 
five competitive people and three who were less so. So we shrunk the team sizes to make it more competitive across the board, but also introduced the idea of free agency so other people can come on as people either got tired from the sprint or whatever else might happen. So in the first month, there were no free agents taken. Teams stayed together. But this month, four out of the five teams did take a free agent. So very quickly, I just want to thank Hatton90, Toad Style Venom, or as most of us know him, Stan, or now Borat, <laughs> Professor Pluto, and Chin for participating in the first two months of the team competition and helping out their teams and certainly giving feedback that we will use as we continue to tweak the team competition. And now uh, we've added four new people who – uh, mostly participated in the, the test month, but not all. So Jay Black has joined a team. P. Tart has joined a team. Thomas, the Tominator, Tommy. has joined a team. And Daniel JJ. So they're all on board. And thank you all for participating. We didn't quite hammer out all the free agent rules. So we kind of did it in a very informal, like just ask someone who you think might be interested. And if they're interested, they can come on board your team. This is something we will probably tweak in the future so that we make sure that the best free agents are available for the teams that have the most need. But that's something that, again, we'll, we'll figure that out as time goes on. That said, everyone seems to have settled nicely into their new teams. They're having a good time of it. Um, I know Pete Hart's put some on the board for us. I know Daniel pretty much has finished already. <laughs> uh, so, oh, he was in that um, Johnny Knoxville um, movie and what's it called? Oh, The Ringer. <laughs> I love uh, that movie. <laughs> <laughs> I figured you would. So ice cream. So this is this is going to be the last month of this quarter. Uh, after this month, we're going to take at least one month off of the team competition. I think most of the people that have been involved are looking forward to the break anyway. And of course, the solo side competition will continue as it always does. So people can still go and try to get the top of the leaderboard. We're not sure yet how long we'll take a break for, if we're just going to do it for the month or with the fact that November and the Thanksgiving holidays for people in the States and then December and, you know, Christmas and whatnot are coming up after that it might be a good time to just take a break until the new year. But we're going to figure this out. We're definitely going to speak to everyone who's been involved and people who've just been watching, get feedback, figure out what things we need to change and, and alter to make it more fun and more engaging for people. So uh, definitely continue to give any feedback you have. Maybe we'll even do one of those Discord calls where people can come in or a party chat where people can come in and really uh, do sort of focus grouping on RTDL and what the future holds for the team competition. Goodness, Kingsman has 21 unlocks already. Mm-hmm. It's September 3rd. Yeah. <laughs> preloading, preloader. Well, I think he, he curated Doesn't it work? quite a bit oh, to make sure yeah. he can uh, – so that he can get the full combo that's that's going to be the nature of this competition although he usually goes for full combos that's kind of his his thing 99 percent fresh has 17 high road has 18 dead gone yeah fresh yeah high road shoo Every every month. And Fresh is another one, though. He learned how to properly curate and came up with a list finally where he's like, I can really get this stuff done. Wow. Um, yeah. So keep in mind, too, for everyone in the team competition, this is the last month to use any of your earned uh, team uh, re-rolls. So if you earned, free com- uh, earned full combos in previous months, remember you got two for a full 
two extra rerolls for your full combo if you got if you didn't use any rerolls to get it, and you got one if you used a reroll or more. So your team pool is now six plus whatever that extra amount was, and you have to use them all this month because it's the last month. So definitely think about that when you're strategizing for how you're going to do. There's no reason to not use them liberally if there's something that you really feel you're not going to get because they're all going to disappear anyway. <laughs> yeah, L liberal. Um. All right, and let's get on to where are we at? Gamertag challenge. Yes, gamertag yeah, challenge. Let's get on to the next challenge that we've been mentioning a whole lot with Frame, uh, the gamertag challenge. Gamertag challenge is a contest where we pick a gamertag from the community, and everyone is tasked with completing, or excuse me, uh, getting an achievement in a game that begins with a letter from that gamertag. So uh, you're going to be spelling out these gamer tags with games. Uh, last month was the first month that we've hosted this contest, and our initial gamer tag was J Black. Um, that being said, uh, M, do you have any stats for us? I do have some stats for us. So just as a reminder, insofar as the scoring and how the scoring went for this past month, for every uh, gamer, for every achievement you unlocked in the gamer tag for the month, you earned one point. And then if you did, if you completed the whole gamer tag, you got a bonus ten. So each one of those equates to an entry. So the max number of entries you can get in this month's drawing was sixteen. Um, we had twenty-four people complete the gamer tag this month, so they got all sixteen entries. And the total number of entries for the month is four hundred eleven. Wow! So. Lots of potential opportunity there, uh, but someone who only and and that's not including entries from me and and Koosh because we're we can't win. So uh, even though we participated, <laughs> I'm not sure why some other hosts didn't participate. Other hosts uh, who happen to be sitting on this panel right now, and maybe Rocker who's listening. You you didn't. We looked at the spreadsheet. In the spreadsheet. Uh, <laughs> does a spreadsheet? Oh man, <laughs> darn it! My dog ate so the spreadsheet. So please keep in mind as you're participating in Gamer Tag Challenge that we are not as nice as Chewy is, even though he will threaten to rip off your arms. <laughs> Chewy actually will go and find this stuff for you. We will not. So if you do not self-report on your spreadsheet, we will not know whether or not you got the achievements. We do check to make sure that the achievements were unlocked within the month. But other than that, it's completely self-reporting. So if there's anyone who did participate and, oh, I forgot to put in that last achievement. Sorry, you didn't get credit for it. So please make sure to update the sheet. And we can always send out more reminders for people to do yeah, that. Yeah, we'll typically give you one to two days uh, after the month to get those in. Once again, they do need to be earned within the month in question, but you can enter them up to you know two or three days after. Uh, basically, before we have that next show where we uh, where we pick the winner. Mm -hmm. So, and the cutoff is midnight UTC on the last day of the yep. month. Correct. Okay. That is correct. So before we go into what we're going to expect next month, we're going to go ahead and do our prize drawing for this month's Gamer Tag Challenge. And the winner will receive a game in value of up to $10 of their choosing. Is that correct? Yes. More or less? Uh, yes. All right. And uh, two special thank yous aside before I do this drawing. First, thank you to Framehole, who again, let us take this challenge and run with it in our way. And second, thank you to our Patron uh, Patreons, patrons, who <laughs> uh, allow us to have the funding to run giveaways like this. We definitely appreciate your support of the Without podcast. Without you, we couldn't do it. Uh, all right. We're ready? I'm going to generate a winner. And the winner is... P -p 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 Yay, Chippy! Good job, Chip. 
So congratulations, Chip. Just message us in Discord. Let us know what game up to $10 in value you would like, and we will gift it Yay. to you. Chip had all 16 entries, right? He sure did. Okay. Look awesome. at that. He sure did. And it was, but it was only one off from uh, Eliflet, who had one entry. Oh, so, you know, just missed. Almost a winner. Like that, almost a winner. And maybe if he had two entries, mm. you know. Who's to say? So, just food for thought. Food mm. for thought. So, next food. month, we are going to change up the scoring just a little bit. Um, our rules doc goes into great detail over substitutions of complex letters, such as Z and W. <laughs> And other favorite letters of mine. We are getting rid of that because that's a lot of work. So instead, we are just going, as uh, as Michelle uh, mentioned, we're going with a point basis. Every letter you get is one entry. Now, if you skip a letter, that's on you. You can't get the bonus. If you get all the letters, um, guess what? You get 10 shiny extra bonus points. Shiny. Um, and starting with this month, <laughs> Freemhole doesn't know it, but we're going to ask him to pick a game. And the game that he picks is going to give you one bonus letter uh, or one bonus uh, entry. Uh, if you happen to play that game and get an achievement, that is, you will get one bonus entry. Uh, if you don't have that game, well, I'm sorry. If you do have that game and you've completed it and there are no achievements you can earn, you get that bonus point for free for uh, for being a good gamer. So that is how the um, that is how the scoring is going on moving forward until we decide to change it next month, which we are absolutely doing because of Chip and his numerous peas. <laughs> but more on that later. So let's see how nice Frank yeah, so decides to Chip be. Amora. Will he pick a rat like a game, or will he say no? Everyone can must he pick, pick whatever he wants. Are there parameters? He can pick whatever he wants. It just has to be a game with achievements. And it's probably something completable. But there, we'll have to say that. What's that? Oh no, it doesn't. Just one achievement needs to be got. Okay, never mind. All no, right. it doesn't have to be completable. But, but uh, if it's a game that can no longer be completable because of server closures or whatever, and you do have the game on your tag, but it's just missing those permanently locked achievements, I think we're okay accepting that still for the one point because there's nothing more you can do. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't it's know. Fine. We might have to we have might that tell out. him that was but a bad I, pick. So <laughs> right. I mean, why, right, why is exactly. a jerk? So. I don't know, but we're going to look out for you. So, <laughs> how long do I you bet have? you Freem's going to pick Oxen Free? <laughs> Oxen Free, he does like synergy. So, well, anyway, we will talk to Freem and we will announce it officially in Discord and on yeah, the we, podcast. But you'll catch it in yeah, Discord first. Really need to make sure we talk to him, considering he probably won't hear this until Christmas, which will mm-hmm. be well past September. <laughs> mm-hmm. Good point. Yeah, we'll retroactively add those entries. Shivabot, remind me in 12 hours to talk to Freem. <laughs> All right, well, let's get on to the G-Task roundup for the week. Uh, can we skip this? I don't want to talk about this. No, just rip that Band-Aid off. You okay, can depart- fine. <laughs> we'll s- just, just do that part first. Okay, so. Start start with individual eliminations. Go ahead. For the, in the eliminations, the team el- one team has been eliminated. Now as a team with... Wait, who is this? David McC, 1989. Has he has been eliminated? And on the individual eliminations, Homer and myself has been eliminated on week freaking nine. Aww. So close. Womp, womp. That no bad. Just found out the first week. I never write at this rate. I should have the first week. I mean, in all honesty, it's the badge. I'm missing like all of them. So. <laughs> oh no, I'm not going to get that completion. Now, I do believe it was mentioned in Discord by 
Chewy, I think, that there are now 138 people that are part of the All Eight Community Challenges Badge Club. Mm. And I think 14 are in the Discord. Yeah, I think those were the numbers. So that's that's pretty was impressive. It 14 or 14 percent? I think, uh, I think it was 14 percent. Maybe it was 14 percent. Yeah. I like that. But I think three of them are on but the I panel want to read right the now. List. Who are they? Fufu. Ah, uh, Fufu. Let me let me look carefully Fufu now. And Fufu. Uh, <laughs> I'm, uh, Double check <laughs> that Fufu, list. Though. I'm pretty sure I'm on okay. it. The the meme <clears throat> from the Hangover where the uh, <laughs> he's looking <laughs> and uh, all right in alphabetical order, sort of. <laughs> Ace Dog 4, Big Al, Buck Marley, Chewy, Chin, Crunchy Goblin, Danny JJJ, Freem Holicious, Hawkeye Barry, Zebrach, Koshmos, Mark B, if that is your real name, Matrarch, NBA Kirkland, AK Wanda's husband, Planting, Prusol, SB7000, what the? SB7000616, Wakapel, What the Fug, and Kronos. Nice. That's, um. Well, congratulations. I think that's more than 14. Well, that's we said 14%. So. Oh. Math gif. I'm a top, I'm a top one percenter. Yeah. Well, that's, I mean, 138 out of almost 400,000 registered people, right? So I don't know how many people total have earned at least one community badge for that to count, but. It's impressive. Not bad. There's also a new bonus for this week. It's a team side bonus. Does anybody even care anymore, though? Uh, yeah, some people um, want to win. <laughs> I suppose some people. We're going to um, win. Let's pretend they sure. do. Redemption usually plays until the very end. So for, for Redemption's ears only, uh, there is a team side bonus this week that's for every member of the team getting an achievement that either has the number three or the word three in it. Meh. So everyone just has to pop one achievement. It does not have to be the same one. And that's a pretty easy bonus to pick up. Uh, someone noted helpfully, I want to say Frame maybe, and Ben uh, B. Smittle, that ACA Neo Geo games sometimes will have a uh, high score 300,000 or something to that effect. Oh, yeah. That are easy to pick up. So there's, there's yeah. three wins. Yeah, so there's a lot to pick from. Yeah, that's simple. If you actually still care about the team side. Are any do any of you guys actually have any plans to try to stay in this thing, or is it just lasts um, as long as your normal play keeps you in? Yeah, for me it's gonna be normal play. I'm not gonna be doing anything uh, really. I mean, I'll use my bonuses, I guess, and see how far that gets me. Uh, I guess I need to have a discussion with my team to see where they are <laughs> mentally with this as well, uh, because based on you know if they want to keep going or not, that may affect my gameplay. But for me personally, I'm done. I've got my I got the badge, so I'm good. I can tell you pretty much exactly how the rest of this is going to play out because it's played out this way every single year. Oh, boy. We will go down not using any of our bonuses. <laughs> I'll be pissed at L for about 12 hours and then I'll get over it. I will say we shouldn't sign up next year and then next year we'll come up and we'll sign up again. So please invite me on the week we got eliminate, get eliminated so I can yell at L on here. We'll do. And um, yeah, that's, that's pretty much it. I, I think we're pretty much settled into playing casually at this point just if you earn bonuses it's nice to be able to use them so other than that i think we're just gonna go as long as it doesn't frustrate us to keep going and that would be yes same here you think about the same since i'm out of individual it's just like oh does my team want to continue well considering it's just been saucy and i the entire time our third decoy hasn't put up 
any points really. Saucy's on vacation all this week. He's, he's on a cruise camp point points up, so screw it. I'm out next week. Don't care. Get Waka to run you through human fall yeah. flat. <laughs> I mean, if he would love to, if he would like to, I, I'm not going to say no to that. <laughs> That's easy, TA. But no, when it comes to G-Task, I care even less now than I did when I started. Use your bonuses. I yep. actually think we burned all of our bonuses Sunday night where it's like, well, we're, no, we're not going to continue. So let's just make sure we survive this week. I think we use like 6,000 bonuses on the team side. All right. Awesome. All right. Well, I think it's appropriate more than ever to say Homer hardly knew her because <laughs> Homer was eliminated from the individual side. Didn't and I whoever... say that? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yay. Yeah, he <laughs> okay. did. He said it very, very He's trying quickly. to segue. He's trying to segue. <laughs> well, it's adorable. Oh, I, I, my daughter wandered in before and I got up. <laughs> okay, my bad. From <laughs> 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 Whoever you sort of make me doubt myself. I'm like, I could have sworn I said that. Uh, also, Homer late. has been eliminated. You, you did. Shit. <laughs> Sorry, Koosh. <laughs> oh, it's okay. And uh, <laughs> whoever the two hour mark, just have you know. Whoever you know what will make Foo feel much better. Wait, I want to read this. Foo, Foo, come lately, Poof. <laughs> that, that, that was great. That is so obnoxious. That you, Koosh? <laughs> that was me. Nice. So okay. good. <laughs> It's not. It's less obnoxious when it's not. Okay. Joe. That was, that so was, that was too but, clever but for me. I know something that will make What's you feel that? better, and what would make you feel better is to spin the prize wheel and award a Patreon for our monthly Yay, Patreon. Patreon, thank you for supporting us. Just as a reminder, Death Dealers was our first ever Patreon drawing winner. So please get in touch with us so you can claim your prize for. Uh, for your win. Uh, and also just in terms of Patreon, again, as always, thank you so much for everything you do. Uh, it has been a month now. And uh, thanks to your contributions to us, we were able to get Podbean squared away for the full year. So we're good in so far as our hosting. We are doing research on investing into better gear to make editing uh, easier and quicker. So we don't have so many, uh, sorry, we could have gotten this out by Thursday morning, but it's going to wait till Thursday evening. So yeah, we definitely sorry have things to about fight that for last week. Are we going to get a new Kenny? <laughs> like clone him? Um, that's going to take right. months and months and months of saving, but we're <laughs> okay. working on it. So uh, <laughs> but thank you because the contributions you're giving to us are things we are actively putting back into the podcast and we will make sure at least in these monthly updates when we do the Patreon giveaway drawing to let you know what we're working on and where we've uh, allocated these funds to continue to help the podcast grow and improve. Thanks everybody. Kenny, I've, I've delayed as much as I, <laughs> I can. <appreciate> that. <laughs> do you have a list of patrons? Yes, I believe I do. Who's number six? Number six from the random draw. That would be the one and only. Wait, is this right? I'm a little skeptical. It is Skeptical Mario. Nice. Wow. Yay, Mario. It's a him. So, Mario, please get in touch with any of us. Uh, you have won a game of your choosing up to $20 in value. So let us know what you are interested in. We'll make sure to gift that to you as soon as possible. And thank you again to our patrons for your support of the podcast. Can we get him Left 4 Dead DLC? Never mind. <laughs> if, if that's what he asks for. <laughs> oh, if he asks for DLC. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> I almost want to give him more if he asks for DLC so he can get an actual completion. But Hey, if, guess what, Kenny? Oh. What's that? Oh, fire. Proclamation point. You didn't let me say take it away, but okay, fine. Go. 
do it. Carpe Adam has reached the century mark with 100 completions. Nicely done. Kingsman 2625 with 250 completions, as well as Elephalet 77, 250 completions as well. In Achievements 1, we have Pipe Pipe Sen Pipe Pipe has reached a new milestone of 4,000 Achievements 1. We have Jay Black with 10,500 Achievements 1. We have Keith 271179 with 12500 Achievements 1. Kushmoots has reached a new milestone of 13,000 Achievements 1. Let's just pause. That's nice. Reforce with a 3 has reached a new milestone of 17,500 Achievements 1. And Elroy, OMJ, love that guy, has reached a new milestone of 18,000 achievements won. OMG. I'm going to go ahead and play the role of Corey this week and let you know who's gone streaking. Who's streaking? Come on! Fresh 336669 is currently on a 100-day achievement streak. Dunkos, Dunkin' Donuts, is currently on a 150-day <laughs> achievement win streak. What the fuck? What the fuck? He's currently on a 350-day achievement 350. win streak. In just about two weeks' time, we're going to be congratulating him on one full year, one full trip around Let's the see sun if he can do it. of Don't one achievement it a day. Too much pressure now. And Death Dealers, our first ever patron winner, is currently on a 400-day nice. achievement win streak. All right. Since I totally didn't make this joke earlier, Homer, barely knew her, <laughs> has 350,000 TA score. Tropan, 700,000 TA score. Michelle, 900K. And Matism, 950K. Matism and I are, are like in pairs lately. We we full comboed back to back. Now we're back to back on TA well, score. You know, are you the Matt same person? Matt. Eminem. Yeah, Eminem. Slim Shady. It's going to be our, uh, our RTDL duo's name when we launch right. that at some point don't in the lo- never. Don't lose Let's yourself. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. On for some leaderboard achievements. Philip Wendell is now in the top 10,000 of the Gamer Score leaderboard. Fufu Come Lately Poof is now in the top 5,000 of the Gamer Score leaderboard for Tower Defense. Thanks, Gears Pop. Chewy on Ice is is now in the top 500 of the England True Achievement leaderboard. X the Hero is now number one. And the Pennsylvania Gamer Score leaderboard for point and click. It's, Yay, XE. That means you've had sexy, to play XE. point and click games, so I'm sorry about that. And live in Pennsylvania. Sorry about that. Wasn't that Sasha's leaderboard over in Pennsylvania for a long time? Now he's moved to like the other side of the country. Eh, he's basically in Canada at this point. Yeah, that's okay. <laughs> Beat Art is now Pretty. second in Michigan Gamer Score leaderboard for collectible card games. Don't say on a Thursday, Koosh. No, I wouldn't. Why would you say that? That's not that bad. She's a lovely person. On a Wednesday. <laughs> I never say that. Can I say it? No. <laughs> I'm going to edit it out, but go ahead. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> on a Thursday. <laughs> Don't go blue. So on Labor Day, after I got done visiting Calendar Man, I saw that I celebrated my 10-year anniversary on TrueAchievements.com. Wow. Terrifying. Yeah, it is pretty terrifying. So I guess that means a week before uh, Beatles Rock Band came out, I, I signed up. <laughs> <laughs> Clearly you were looking for uh, gaming sessions. Definitely. <laughs> for, for Beatles Rock Band. And what? 
Um, Who owns drugs? Yeah, in all seriousness, TA, I, none of us would be here if it wasn't for true achievements. I don't think a lot of us would have found each other. And I don't know if these podcasts mm-hmm. would have existed. We talk about TA. We use TA. Definitely not. We love TA. And it has grown and it's still ticking. And so thank you to Rich and whatever Fufu says, don't listen. Well, I was going to say something about you. Oh. Nice. Uh-oh. And what is that? Going on seven years out of those ten years you've been on a streak? Yeah. I was streaking before TA acknowledged streaks. Well, so, yes, they have, they have grown. Yeah, just go at some point in, uh, what's it, like the Wayback Machine, the Internet Wayback Machine, and you can see what TA looked like ten years ago, uh, back in the dark times when friend feed items didn't collapse, oh, so right. somebody popped 20 achievements in a game very quickly it would just be the whole your whole feed would just be those 20 <laughs> achievements pretty much yeah but you know what oh, back in the day horrible. when when people completed games back in the day people would actually get congratulated <laughs> that doesn't happen anymore wait so people <laughs> actually use ta as like yeah, a social media all the time yeah all the yeah, it was, time it was different and, and um there was only a light theme so that's also terrible <laughs> oh my gosh i'm so glad best. i came in when i did the best <laughs> See, that's Sorry, also Michelle, why I don't care about the badges, because I don't use TA as a social media. I just use it. It's like, oh, there's this place where I can go get guides for whatever achievement. You say that, but, well, I you stalk you on there. You have to admit one way or the other <laughs> that TA changes the way you think about what you're playing. That is true, I don't know. I, I might play a Rattalika anyway without true achievements, because I do like gamer score. But it really makes me look at them through the lens of playing them just for the gamer score because of the low ratios, because they're so easy, because literally everyone playing them is not playing them casually. And, and TA has a lot to do with that. And also, we're all nerds in our own ways. The, the stat tracking and the things like that, like it, it changes the way that you play games. I, th- I think mostly for the better, because you're looking at things through a different scope. But that's that's been an important sort of molder in how we all approach what games we're playing. Absolutely. Oh, for sure. And we wouldn't have the contests that we have. I mean, if, if we didn't have mm-hmm. the tool to search um, and get the statistics and, and all that stuff, we you know, we wouldn't have these contests either. So, yeah, everything is kind of built upon that, at least from my experience. So, yeah, it's huge. Yeah, and prior to True Achievements, I'm sorry to cut you off, Kenny, but prior to that, um most people used Xbox achievements and, and it did have some kind of rudimentary things, but it was manual. If you completed a game or wherever you're up to a game, you had to add it to your collection and then manually add whatever achievements you had. And this, the, the fact that it's all automated on TA. And if you want to make a game session, although L as he told the story before met Stan through a message board post on Xbox achievements um, for WWE help, but you just have to make a forum post and, you know, hope somebody will respond. Now you put a calendar invite pretty much up and whoever wants to join can join you. So it's really in a lot of ways revolutionized how we go about our achievement hunting and meeting like-minded people to get this stuff done. How many of us uh, request an update just as soon as we get every achievement? Just me? Good. <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't say a every, lot. but if there's a competition on the horizon and things like that, I definitely refreshed right before I came online for the podcast today so I could hit my milestone. If I'm doing a guide, <laughs> yeah, I, I hit the request update mm-hmm. and then like refresh the page just in case because I don't want to miss see, something. You want to see your achievements turn green, right? 
I do. I want to see him green, so, <laughs> right? I, so I remember where I am in the guide. It's true. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. And it's great for G-Task to make sure the points you have scored mm. actually uh, yes. get counted. Mm. But wow. Ten years. Whew. You're old. Well, here's to another ten. <laughs> Hopefully the 360 service will still be up. And, uh, <laughs> yeah. Well, good times. Uh, that's been a long show, so. Yeah. Yeah, we mean. All right, let's quite take a, a community question. This is what happens uh, when Corey's not here. If you could change something about one of your. No, okay, go ahead. <laughs> well, <laughs> that'll about do it for us. That it will. Can you finish it? Can if you, you guys it? enjoyed the show. Please like and review us. Can you go? Well, I, was, I was just getting you started. I was kickstarting you. Go for it. Kickstarter. We're not on <laughs> Kickstarter. We're on, po- Sorry. on Patreon. Get it right. Go fund me. He just Patreoned mm-hmm. you? Yeah. Please like and review us on your platform of choice. Be sure to smash that subscribe button on whatever platform it is that you are following us on or follow us on them all. If you want to send us a Twitter tweet, you can do so by sending us one on the Twitter at Achievements101. Be sure to follow us on Mixer at AH101. You can also subscribe to our YouTube channel. And and if you have not, please do subscribe to our YouTube channel. Our link right now is ugly. It's random letters and numbers. If we get a few more of you guys, then we can create our own tag. Plus, there's lots of other things on there. If you can help us out monetarily, please do so. You can check out our Patreon. The link is in the show notes, along with all the other stuff. And lastly, please join the Discord. We're all there. Discord link is H or Discord. For Discord. Doc, doc, oh my God. Discord.io slash AH101. All right. I think that's it. Besides all this crap that L's trying to make me say about whatever. You know what? Class dismissed. I will see you next week. And I never hit record. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Achievement Hunting 101 Game Club for Oxenfree. Last week, we started playing Oxenfree, and we got started with a story. We met Alex, her best friend from childhood, Ren, her new stepbrother, Jonas, Ren's crush, Nona, and we met their classmate, Clarissa. We were also introduced to the setting of Edwards Island and the strange goings-on there. This week, we're going to dive in and really get the story going, and that means we're moving into spoiler territory. So even though last week we didn't get very far, this week we're really going to get going with this, and we're not going to hold back. So we're going to talk about everything that could happen. So if you want to experience Oxen Free for yourself and join us in the game club, I recommend doing so. Give a chance to play the game on your own. No guides, spoiler-free. But if that doesn't matter to you and you want to stick with us for the conversation, hear our experiences with it, thank you for sticking with us. We hope we give you guys a good time. So today we start the story from our experiences at the top of Hardened Tower where we made our decision about which of the characters we were going to rescue first. Either Ren off in the woods or Clarissa off in Fort Milner. But before we start talking about how that worked out for us, I need to introduce our discussers for this week. With me again, I have Carpe Adam 79 Hello. And Freemhole. Hello, everybody. And now last week, you guys told me that you had both ended up selecting Ren as the character that you were going to save. So we're going to start that discussion with figuring out how that went for you, the path that you went on to go save Ren. 
So the first thing you have to do to save Ren is figure out where he is. Yes, sir. Thankfully, they introduce you to a handy map feature, which paints a nice, fun picture of the island. Although it is super unclear. Well, it, it's it, it's not super clear, but it's not terribly obtuse, especially when like you see on the screen, you really only have two ways to go with arrows pointing the other way. And, and one arrow clearly points to Fort Milner, and the other one is like, eh, kind of go that way and see what happens. Yeah, the the map doesn't show actual, like, paths or anything like that. It's very, very basic. Just in that direction is the next area you want to go to. But as far as the path to get there, it's not really shown. So, there, which really it just kind of leads to more exploration in a way, so... It works. Yeah, I want to keep us moving pretty swiftly, so I'm going to jump us right past the point where we have to do some very light puzzling to get over the gondolas. And really, our first interesting segment of the, the path to go save Ren is when we get to the lakeside. Uh, we, we approach the lakeside, and Jonas is talking to us, and we start to walk down the path by the lake. And this is where the weird stuff starts to happen on this side of the island. Uh, so we walk past the lake, and we perhaps have a chance to see what's going on in the campsite that's been abandoned, and then all of a sudden, we're right back where we started from and walking past the same portion of the lake all over again. Guys, we're stuck in a time loop. It was really weird, especially, like, come. I mean, you've kind of gotten some hints of some of the weird stuff that's been going on, and things appearing out of nowhere like just before we got to this there was that power station when the lights went out and then all of a sudden there was like a chair in the middle of the the path i was like what the hell is that and so like it's happening again here at the lake and you're like okay that that fire pit wasn't there before but you know whatever it's just a little game thing and maybe maybe we can you know let's just go see what's going on with it and and so and and i think it's weird that like jonas doesn't no, like, you know, it, he, he, like, doesn't get what's going on, because you have to kind of explain to him, like, no, 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 you've done this already. And and from a gameplay standpoint, it makes sense, because, you know, us as a third-party observer, you know, we know what's going on, because we can see Alex, and so the game director was like, well, the player knows, so let's let Alex know that we're in a time loop, but no one else around her can know. And so it becomes this weird scenario of, like, Hey Jonas, you know how do, how do I convince you something weird's happening when like I just, I can't really do anything about it? Like this fire wasn't here before. Those words you said, I know exactly what you're gonna say before you say it. Like, this whole like and that's I mean that's just the nature of time loops is uh, um, how how can you convince someone of something that's that's happening or has already happened? Um, it's it's super bizarre. One of the difficulties of a time loop is once you start introducing time loops into a story, you're never entirely sure where they start or where they end. You have the obvious one in front of you uh, of walking through this and looping back to this point, but does it mean that we're in meta time loops? We'll uh, we'll have come back to that idea perhaps a little bit later on. But for right now, let's let's really dig into what this time loop is all about. You walk past the lake and things start to change. There is the fire pit, but the next time through. The fire pit is on fire. It's actually a fire. The abandoned camp has a fire going at it. Uh, our next time through, there's a soccer ball. Yeah, that soccer ball was was strange. It was pretty funny, though, when 
like you make a comment of like, oh, I had this exact soccer ball when I was a kid. And Jonas is like, oh, God forbid a, a toy company makes a, a, you know multiple items of the same object to try and turn a profit. Boy, that's weird. <laughs> and you're like, just shut up. This is, this is totally the same. Leave me alone. <laughs> the fact that Jonas is talking like that was a little bit irritating. He's, you know, condescending. And I said to myself as I was playing it that, you know what, Jonas, I'm just going to kick this ball right into your <laughs> face. And as soon as I said that, the icon changed from just being the soccer ball to the kick the ball icon. I was like, cool, Jonas, here it comes. But that's not no. what happened. I did not <laughs> kick Jonas in the face with the ball. It definitely did not go that way. And it was funny that it like when you kicked it, it was just a little. It was kind of a baby kick, and you're like, "Oh, well, that was." And then all of a sudden, zoop! It comes right back. Oh, <laughs> uh, see, yeah, yeah. I I didn't take it as a baby kick. Like as soon as I kicked that ball and I saw it stop, I knew it was stopped by something. Oh, really? Yeah, I didn't think it just... did. I thought it was oh, just kind of yeah, a you're just tapping it. it. No, I took it that I kicked it and something stopped the ball, and that's why it didn't go very far. Interesting. And then it kicks it right back to you. And the next time you kick it, it goes all the way to the edge of the screen. And it's gone. Well, it comes right back again. Yeah. Yeah, I appreciate at that point where, like, Jonas saw it and he's like, whoa, hold on. What just happened there? That's not right. Yeah, he wants to take a photo of the moving ball. The problem with taking a photo of a moving ball is that it, it's just a photo of a ball at that point. The photo doesn't move. <laughs> no, you mean there aren't, like, little lines <laughs> yeah. to show that the ball's moving? Action lines? <laughs> yeah. With what you said, though, about, you know, uh, Jonas's attitude and how he's condescending, have you noticed that um, people get that way when an entity is around, but they're not like that normally? Because I'm trying to think, like, with Jonas, was he like that just when the two of them are walking around or only when something funny was happening? I, I... Interesting. No, they, he's usually pretty... Easy going, yeah. fairly laid yeah. back. Yeah, I didn't think of him being really a jerk to towards her at all. But, but I, I, I'm like also wondering, in those other scenarios, other people were around as well. So was it, is it that he doesn't know these, you know, strangers, and so he's very reserved when, you know, other members of the party are around? Or uh, now that... Oh, well, he really doesn't know Alex that well either, though. That's true. That is true. So, I don't know. It'd be, it'll be interesting to see. Uh, I'll keep looking for that the more I play. So, after we have the fun with kicking the soccer ball, it's still not done. The time loop's not over yet. We loop again. And this time, Jonas isn't with us anymore. He's disappeared completely. Yeah, that was weird, too. This whole, this whole scenario is weird. Well, and, and the, the whole image imagery changed. So, it wasn't... You know, your normal kind of cloudy, foggy, like it's the colors became more vibrant. The, the, the surrounding area seemed staticky. I felt like the blues were really blue. Um, you know, so it, 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 it lends itself to the fact that to, to me, I thought in this time loop scenario, we were no longer in, quote unquote, the normal loop. Like I felt like we got pulled out. And went on this separate path. Not that not that Jonas was pulled out, but that we were pulled out because this is a a different I don't know dimension or different world or something. I I thought we were the ones who were moved out, and maybe Jonas is standing there by the gondola still. 
Interesting. Fantastic. So you start walking across the path by the lake again. Tell me what happened next. Yeah, when you see your own reflection and it starts talking to you. <laughs> like very directly. And it's not because you're talking at that moment and you're just watching yourself talk to yourself, but <laughs> that was weird. What did, what did your reflections say to you? It. I'm trying. I I can't remember what mine exactly said. I know. Um. I know from discussions that says something about um Michael, right? Michael and um Clarissa. Yeah. My my reflection said, "Yep, you know, Michael should break up with Clarissa." That was the comment that it made to me. Something like like I I don't know if that's directly what it said, but Michael should break up with Clarissa. And my response to that was like, "But Michael's dead." Wait a second. So I get it now. So so what's going on is at this moment, she's no longer in present time. She's in the past. That reflection is when she was there with Clarissa and Michael in the past, that's something that maybe she was having a conversation with herself at that moment. Could be. And that's replaying to her there because now she's outside of normal time and she's gone back into the past sort of. And that's where she's seeing her reflection. Hmm. So that is her reflection. That's not her, but it's her reflection from the past when she was standing there and she was talking to herself. Interesting. Yeah, this reflection is is interesting, and I want to come back to it a little bit later on. Uh, And depending on how long this conversation goes, maybe next week when we come back to it, but I'm going to come back to it, I promise, because I think this reflection uh, is going to be one of the most important points to take away from the game entirely. Interesting. We'll move on, and we walk past the lake, our reflection having talked at us, and we zap back one more time, and this time there's a strange device by the lakeside. Right. It's an old-style magnetophone, a piece of World War II-era hardware for sound recording. Like a reel-to-reel tape. Is that? Oh, I was gonna say I, the, way, the way you explained it, I was like, "Well, what the hell are you talking about?" But yeah, that's exactly what it looks like. It looks like a like a, a tape, an old tape player. And and uh, you know, for those uh, those non-olds out there, um, it's like a cassette tape, which we used to listen to music on before CDs. It was remarkable. Um, What's a CD? Yeah, but like the way that you interfaced <laughs> with it. You know, it showed this. There was a little tutorial, right, and shows your little thumb wheel going around. And to me, that what it looked like is you have to rotate your thumbstick, the right thumbstick. It reminded me of like when you, you know, would put your pinky finger or like a pencil or something into the spokes of that that cassette tape, and to like rewind it and tighten up the the the, the band of music or whatever. So the imagery to me was, hey, the the you know the the world that's playing right now. It's kind of loosey-goosey. It's fallen off the reels a little bit. So just just get in there and just tighten it up a little bit. You know, we got a little time loop. Just tighten that up a little bit, and we'll get back on track with the uh, with the current timeline. That's, a, that's an interesting way of looking at it because of how time is kind of moving around. So it's kind of like time is on one, one piece of tape. It's like this steady piece of tape, but you can kind of move back and forth and... After you do that a few times, it loosens and loosens up. So to get everything back to how it's supposed to be, maybe you're, maybe it's more like not. Well, I guess it could be either be that, or it could be more like 
you know, rewinding or fast forwarding back to where you're supposed to be. Right. I don't know. Either way. But that's an interesting way with the tape and everything. Everything's very much with like either that or with the whole um, transmissions thing. It's going on where it's like everything is a, a radio transmission. It's really kind of interesting how it's all kind of coming together in a way. Yeah, the game plays around with sound a bunch. Oh, definitely. And, uh, it's, that's one of the reasons why it gets under my skin so successfully, because the audio aspects are so well done. They spent a lot of time. Uh, one of the things that the developers had as a goal was to mix analog and digital so that the digital sounds in the video game sounded analog, and they used actual recordings, and then they also made up recordings on the old-style equipment. They went out and got old pieces of equipment to make new recordings on so that it would have that quality of sound as they did. Oh, is that right? It. I didn't know that. That's pretty cool. The soundtrack is something I'm going to talk about as well, and I think this might be a good place to bring it up. The soundtrack by Scientific is really pretty unique. The music is remarkably robust. It has a lot of interesting things in it that tie into some of the secrets on the island. So we'll, we'll probably talk about that a little bit later on. But it's also really interesting music that it sets the tone for the entire game, not just in terms of the emotion, uh, but also just the style, where it uses a lot of the techniques that the game's trying to use with this audio throughout as well. Hmm. That's pretty cool. On the cassette tape idea of you know using the pencil to wind it back up again i think that's interesting because i know that as another old i did that a bunch on my cassettes it was always a tricky thing because <laughs> you knew that every time you did it you had to do it but every time you did it you were one more time closer to that tape just snapping <laughs> and not being used yep. anymore so every t- every time we're spinning that wheel and winding this tape back up i have to wonder how much closer are we to just snapping reality here? It's interesting, yeah, if you play out that metaphor a little bit more. Oh, I didn't think about it that way. That's really interesting. But we do succeed. We bring it back at least this time. And we move forward. Uh, we can head our way around the cliffs and find some anomalies, perhaps. I know, Adam, you found a fair number of anomalies in your playthrough. Yeah, I think I found six or seven so far still at zero i don't even know what i'm looking for yeah every time i see something on the ground that looks a little funny i feel like it's a marker like how we had all those stacked stones at the beginning when when you learned about those anomalies in the first place anytime i see something anything like that or anything out of the normal i just turn the radio on and i start messing around and see if something happens found some creepy stuff that's for sure is it and it's all played (laughs) through the radio the game is just shocked yeah Interesting. Yeah. The, the game does a great job of, of including these clues to the overall story. Uh, they're not really necessary, but the more you find, the more you're going to understand aspects of the story, and it will change how the game plays out for you. You don't need to find them at all, except eventually you're going to have to find them all for achievements, of course. But as you play through, the, the ones you find will change how the game is experienced. It's not going to change the game, but it's going to change your hmm. experience and therefore what you think the end result of the game should be and is likely to be. Yeah, I think the the most notable one for me that I found so far is the one that talks about the um the people the people found dead in the cars in the water. Was it 
was it like a, a news broadcast or yeah i think so i think it was like um correct me if i'm wrong chronos i think it was it was like a news broadcast about finding um four four teenagers but i think it was in yep. two different cars yep which and it was all underwater and, and it's interesting because when they when they all went to the island originally, they arrived separately. Mm-hmm. So you've got Clarissa yeah, three on the boat, and, and then Clarissa and Nona got there somehow. Yeah. We don't know. So it's, but there's five instead of four. So then it makes you wonder. So who's the odd one out in that situation? Is it? Is it? Alex and all the other four are dead and she's actually alive or is she one of the dead ones or is it not even that? So that's kind of where I'm trying to piece it all together right now. But that's exactly, that's where it took me to with everything that's going on. That's super interesting. I love how, you know, those little things make you think about it without that one radio play. You're not necessarily having those considerations Mm -hmm. and how it's going to play out in the end will be very different as well as because of those things. Like me. I didn't I didn't hear them and uh that's this is all new to me. Go find those things, man. Well, n- yeah, now that I <laughs> now that I know what I'm looking for. I mean, it in and, and it's funny cuz yeah, they they distinctly showed it to you at the beginning. Like, "Oh, hey, by the way, these rock piles, they're important." I just didn't <laughs> pay attention. <laughs> Story-wise, the rock piles are left by previous teenagers who visited the island and were messing about as well. And, you know, just were exploring the radio in different parts of the island and found something interesting at that point. So that marks a point that you know you can find something interesting there. And it's different from the radio signals you get on the rest of the island, which are themselves very interesting, full of weird little tidbits. Man, oh man. We, we find up, uh, meet up with Nona. She's the first person we see on this path, other than Jonas, of course, or, or our reflection. And she's not all right. We thought she might be with Clarissa, but she's not with Clarissa. She's here, and she has not had a good evening. (laughs) That's uh, that's putting it mildly. Yeah, the strangest thing about that whole situation is the fact that she feels like that she's already run into you once before, other than when everybody was on the island together. Like she's she's run into Alex since the last time Alex remembers running into her. Yeah. Do you remember what Nona talked about? The, what she says that Alex had told her the last time they met? No. I don't remember specifically, but she was not happy about it. Yeah, she said, well, I know she said she yeah. saw us at the pier, but that was all, I don't remember the context with which, like, what we had said to her. She says something along the lines of, I don't need you talking to me again about my dead grandfather. Oh, weird. Oh. So whoever was Alex that she saw earlier was telling her things about her deceased family members. Huh. Much like how Alex told herself about Michael and Clarissa, dead family members. Yep. Huh. So did... Well, no. I don't know how Alex would have known about her dead family members, though. Well, there's Nona was part of this crew beforehand, right? So it doesn't it's not necessarily out of the realm of believability. It's just Alex yeah, would, or uh, would Jonas that, who doesn't know. 
it's clear Jonas couldn't have told her. But Alex, uh, through you know some story we're going to find perhaps a little bit later on, perhaps not, depending on how, what choices you make in your playthrough, we find out that Alex and Nona aren't particularly close. They might probably know each other from school as in acquaintances, but they're not friends. They, they probably don't know a whole lot about each other's lives. Gotcha. So that is an odd thing for Alex to be talking about. Yeah, and that would make sense since Nona and Clarissa seem to be friends and Alex isn't really a fan of Clarissa's and Clarissa's not a fan of Alex's. So it would make sense that Alex and Nona probably didn't talk much. Yeah, I get that vibe, I suppose. Yeah. Nona doesn't even want to talk to us right now. No. So <laughs> she's she's trying to get away from us as quickly as she yeah, can. Yeah, it's, it's, almost, it's almost like she's afraid of them. Well, she's truly spooked. The evening has, like I said, not gone well for her. She has had a couple of bad experiences. Maybe she's been stuck in a time loop of her own. We don't, we don't really know because she's not telling us. All we know for sure is that she doesn't want to have anything to do with either us, Alex, or Jonas, or the two of us. She is not gonna, doesn't want to join up with us, doesn't want to hear from us, just wants to go find someplace safe if she can, and she doesn't think we're safe. Right. I thought, so during this conversation, like... I tried to change because I clearly could tell that she was, you know, nervous, spooked, didn't want to have anything to do with us. So I was trying to diffuse the situation by changing the subject. And so I was like, oh, hey, you know, let's let's talk about something that she would be interested in. And so the option to say, hey, have you seen Clarissa uh, around? And and so I was like, oh, OK, well, you know, I, I, I do think I know where she is. Let me answer her to try and like calm her nerves and say hey yeah we're on her way to go see her after we go get ren so just just stick along with us come with this we'll make a bigger group everyone will be happier and and so one of the options is to say yeah it, she's in fort milner and when i click that one i started to talk and jonas immediately cut me off i was like um, you know, oh, she's at four, and Jonas is like, uh, you know what, why don't you just go back to the comms tower, and you can wait for us there, um, you know, we'll be right back, just take, you know, you'll be safe there, it's fine. And at that point, I was just, I was so weirded out, like, why, you know, what was the harm in saying, I think she's in Fort Milner, we're gonna go get her, where Jonas felt the need to, like, say, no, it should just be you and me on this little adventure alone, we don't need her around. Get rid of her. Keep, you know, I, I, this has really raised some questions about Jonas to me. What are his intentions? What's going on? Is he everything he says he is? Yeah, I'm, I'm getting a little nervous now that, that Jonas is making some questionable decisions. Mm -hmm. hmm. I will say that I know that that would be a very very different experience if you guys had gone to fort milner uh to try and save clarissa but in this context that makes perfect sense and i hear exactly what you're saying oh so if you if you go to fort milner first yeah you will have already known what happened to clarissa right and you don't run into nona until after you've seen clarissa yep correct yeah and wow. uh you know if the same scenario happens to Clarissa what happened in this direction I could see why he would want to change topics pretty darn quick that that uh, absolutely makes sense but at this point we don't know what has happened and you'll have to let us know Cronus if the events that unfold in our loop loop as in 
Ren to Clarissa are the same as Clarissa to Ren. Because in my head, they're flip-flopped. That what happens to what happens to Clarissa in our version happens to Ren if you go the other way, because you hit him with the right. big surprise getting, thing at the end. We're getting ahead of ourselves yeah. there. Hmm. So let's uh, we can rewind so and we'll, we'll, we'll come back we'll to that a later on. We work with Nona, but at the end of the day, she is just not having it. She is going to we convince her to go to the tower and wait for us there, but that's the best that we can do. Yeah, and I I ended up doing that accidentally, yeah, and and now I know that that's pretty much what was going to happen anyway. But at first I was thinking that I messed up because I was trying to get her to stay with us. Right. Because having her just go off by herself didn't seem like a very safe thing for her to do. But so I thought maybe I had messed up. And so it's good to know that I guess that's pretty much the only option she's going to, no matter what you choose, she's going to go to the tower. Yeah, in a game like this, obscuring the parts that are mandatory is always difficult, uh, and I think the, jo- the game does a pretty good job of it. Mm-hmm. There are a couple of sections, especially in my first playthrough, where I was convinced that I must have done something wrong, and it was impactful when those things happened. It was like, well, I guess I guess I just screwed up. I screwed up the game, and now I have to live with the consequences, and I'm not happy about that. But it, in subsequent playthroughs, I learned that it was essentially inevitable. So sometimes we feel really bad about it, but maybe it's all going to work out the way the game is expecting it to work out, even though it doesn't feel like it right yeah. now. So I'll give you guys a little bit of solace there. It is still deterministic. We, we have choice. We can control certain things, but not as much as the story is letting us believe at this point. Sure. We finish off with Nona, and we come around... And we finally meet up with Ren. The reason why we came this way, we wanted to get to Ren, we wanted to save him, and he's hanging out in the ranger cabin all by his lonesome. Boy, was he excited to see us. He's coming down off his high. High as a kite. Yeah, he was. And then, but it was a, it was a short-lived uh, excitement. He... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that, saving him, maybe it's, maybe it's really good that we came to visit him and save him because he seems like he's fine on his own, but as soon as we get there... He, he kind of needs us. Yeah, yeah. He starts to break down, and uh, I'm trying to remember what exactly happened after we saw him, because as you try to progress, whoop, there you go. You're back at the meeting again. Guess what? Another time loop. We just had one of these time loops. This time the time loop gets a little funky because of how Rin is acting. I got almost like a, um, a I think a Blair Witch vibe from him. <laughs> You know, the whole, like, not that he was staring at a corner, but, you know, very similar type of thing. Like, head slouched down and just kind of, it was very... Is this before or after he was dancing? Very creepy. What's that? Is this before or after he was dancing? Because I thought it was weird when... Uh, I think that's after he was dancing. Yeah, because he went up to that little area and he's doing the... I mean, it looked like, he looked like a marionette, right? A puppet. And his arms and legs are kind of jauntily bouncing up and down. His head's bobbling. We got to finish the time loop, uh, which doesn't take much. It's the same mechanic as before. You you, you twist the cassette and reel the tape back in mm-hmm. and get Ren to stop mumbling, and then he disappears. And that's where and that's where the two he's very clearly Ren. Yeah, that's where the two uh, record players are, right? To fix the loop, because there's one on each side of him. 
Yeah, there are two. Rec- there are there are two of the, the uh, magnetic Yeah, and you spin those. So I was I thought it was weird that he had to do two. Play some music. Like, I didn't I didn't understand why he had to do two. Like he could have. Yeah, we only had to do one last. Yeah, time. and so like I'm, I'm trying to like look into it about you know is there a purpose like what because you could have gotten the same effect as you know if you play out this scene, you could have gotten the same effect with just doing it once. Like the fact that you do it twice seemed weird. Um, I'm not sure if the order in which you did it was mattered because I did the one on the right first, the closest to the what is the perceived exit versus the cabin, uh, the ranger's cabin. So I don't know if you do the Rangers cabin first and you go the other way. If some events change, but given all the you know the scenario events, I can't imagine that they do change in subsequent playthroughs. So I was just it was it was strange that we had to do it twice. Something to set it apart from the last time, perhaps. Maybe. But yeah, it doesn't seem to make any difference. Right or left, you do them both, and you break the time loop. Rand disappears again. He's just gone, just like Jonas disappeared the last time. Only he disappeared in the time loop. This time we broke the time loop, and now Ren's gone. We've lost him again. Can and at this point, like there, there's no possibility of leaving the screen, right? Like you, no matter what, you will find him. You can't, you can't avoid the scenario of finding him up on the cliffside. I can't imagine that it's possible. I can't. I don't remember testing it specifically. Yeah. But I can't imagine you don't find him one way or the other. Yeah, I. Um... I would think that's the case. You mean you're talking about just find him over on the other end from just past the uh, the cabin? He was yeah, in, up on the cliffside, where he ends up like up in the air. Oh yeah, yeah. Because I so you know I just by chance happened to look that way because I hadn't explored the area. I mean, immediately when I saw the cabin, I was like, oh, I should go check that out first. And then Ren was in there, and then all the events took place. So after Ren disappeared, I was like, okay, well. I haven't explored this area yet, so I'm going to explore. And then I found him. So I don't know if you had already done the exploring, if you're like, well, I'm just going to move on then. I don't think, like you said, Kronos, there's no, there's no way because the events that happen here are so critical. When you see Ren and he is at the edge of this precipice looking like he's on fire. Look, he looks like the Dead Cells guy. He's got black smoke pouring out of him, and he is slumped over on his knees. He looks just like a pile, like a dead, a dead human pile, <laughs> except that he's, you know, smoking with black and, and and they're not even flames. It's just it's like this black smolder, this cloud. Um, and I'm, I'm trying to remember exactly, but I feel like there's this that little faint. Like a little faint red light in there, uh, similar to the yeah, it's like his eyes. Yeah, are red. similar to yeah. the the red that we've been seeing in some of these interactable elements. Um, mm-hmm. You know, like uh, like like a lamp or um, you know lighthouse or whatever, whatever you want to call that thing. You know, we see some of these red elements where if you tweak the radio, you you can you know do something. And so immediately I see that, and it's like okay, well here's my mechanic. Let's let's start messing with him, and. And boy, do you mess with him. Uh, <laughs> that radio does a does a number on him, that's for sure. It, it seems to be causing him significant pain, honestly. He doesn't look good. You know, he, he's not having a great time. <laughs> Especially, like, so I, I'm trying to remember the, the, the course of events, because is it, does the triangle show up first, or does he levitate in the air first? One of the two things happen, and both of those are like, okay, well, something's happening, but, like, the, the, the imagery of his body raising as if you were 
lifting him by his tongue, and his arms are shooting out to the side. I mean, like you said, the imagery is that this is painful, and he he is doing things that are not of his own control. Um, and and it continues to intensify as you are dialing in the stations. So you see the triangle; it starts to do its line. He is raising up. Beams of light are shooting out of his extremities, and Jonas is over there going, uh, I, "I don't know if you should do this, man." <laughs> Your options are: I got any better ideas? And I think I'm helping. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think I'm helping. Yeah, it's it's back to the whole thing where it's like, you know, if if this was going on for real, I can't imagine I would be doing the same thing that I'm doing. But because it's in a game, I know that this has got to be the answer, right? Because it's not like I can just pull him down. Yeah, this is the only thing I know of that works with these anomalies or entities or whatever's happening. So let's go for it. Well, and if yeah. he screams a little, uh, oh well. And the fact that something is happening with you interacting, like... Yeah. I, but you're right. In real life, if you were doing this, and this thing is... yeah, I, I'd i be gone in a second. Running back to the ferry as fast as your little legs will carry you. Yeah, that would have happened long before all this stuff happened. <laughs> <laughs> But we gotta get, we gotta get, we gotta find everybody. We gotta save everybody. We can't yeah. just leave them behind to save ourselves. We're, we're, we're good friends. We're good friends. So that's why we gotta save Ren. That's why we gotta pull out the radio and and use the triangle. We gotta use the triangle to save Ren. Yeah. So we complete the triangle. It opens up another dimension portal, whatever you want to call it, and Jonas disappears. He he's gone. And uh, and and we start to have a conversation. What did the enemy say to you this time? Last time we didn't get very far. We we were trying to uh, suss out who they were and answer a couple of questions, but it was a very short conversation. I was able to recite the entire thing. This time there's back and forth. The, the dialogue options will give you different responses rather than sort of a set thing every single time. Yeah. So how did the conversation go for you? guys? My approach was so I was like, clearly at this point I'm freaked out. Even <laughs> not only Alex as a character, but Brandon as a human is freaked out. And and so my com- my comment to them is, we need help. Something's going. We need help. And and I don't remember. I, I didn't write down the entire transcript, so I don't know exactly what everything said. But Alex, like, there's a, a specific things I wrote down here. Was Alex said, we need to go home. Like we got to get off this island. We need to go home. Was my my comment. And the voices said, all go home. And I was, and, and it's like, wait, what? What do you mean I'll go home? What's happening? And when Jonas had left, some, so there was some mention of Adler. I think I, I either Alex. I think Alex said it. Of like, the voices said something about a woman, and I was like, the Adler woman. And the voices said, was young once. We were young once. I was like, "What the hell's going on here?" Like, it was it was messed up. What what did is is what were some of the other options? Like, what what could have happened? Well, it start they start off by talking about how uh, it's hard to talk through the child. They feel stretched, but now that we have used the triangle to open it up, it's better now. Then they say, "We are abounding." 
not one. So this is, you know, I mentioned last time that we were possibly dealing with multiple entities. This is one of those clearest sentiments that this is, in fact, multiple entities. Mm -hmm. The interesting thing about multiple entities for me is that when you have multiple entities, you don't just have a single will right. in most cases. You know, you can have a hive mind, but we could be dealing with entities that have a lot of different goals. They may have some overriding goals that they're all in favor of, but they're going to be interested in doing it in different ways, perhaps. For sure. Uh, and then ultimately, we move on. They talk about how we're silly, but they don't want us to be scared of them. They don't think that they're all that scary. We're terrified. <laughs> Do not be scared. <laughs> You are dolls. Would yeah. never hurt you. That that's eerie. Yeah, that that's not particularly reassuring to me that they say that they wouldn't or couldn't hurt us. Yeah, but when they call you a doll. That's not that's not friendly no. either. Yeah, you're very Yeah. Well and it and it with the imagery of the puppetry, the dancing puppet and the hanging, you know, the holding of, of Ren up in the air, like it's not lost on us that Yes, you you're treating us like puppets and dolls, but I don't recall ever hearing this this the phrasing "we would not hurt you." So at this point, because I haven't heard that, I am I am in a bad way. <laughs> I'm like, man, these ghosts <laughs> can do whatever they want to us, and we are just screwed. Well, you mentioned that you said you wanted to go home, and at, at some point, I think in every situation, they start talking about going home. We will go home all of us, because leave is possible. And so at that point, they actually recite something back to you that you said to them in the cave the first time around. They asked, is leave possible? And you're given a dialogue choice. And whatever you said in the cave, the entity repeats back to you now in your own voice. <laughs> that was cool. Like it was recording you on one of those radio waves. Mm -hmm. And they end the conversation with pretty little poppy tag you it that's messed up it definitely feels like they're playing a game but it's not a friendly happy game they treat us like playthings, but they also have a, a goal where they want to get out of wherever they are and they think that we are perhaps the tool by which they're going to get out mm -hmm. and we have the radio so maybe they're right maybe we're doing something to help them with that I like it I just get the bad feeling that like the, their their way out is to possess their bodies, you know? <laughs> that's that's the big fear. That eventually they're just gonna possess you and and maybe that's why maybe that's part of the reason why you have those moments of lost time, because for a moment you're possessed by one of those ghosts. Yeah, it could be. Yep. Definitely could be. Puts a different spin on the idea of our time loops. Yeah. Well, See, that was the whole thing with how um, at the beginning when we first do the thing in the cave and we all end up kind of spread all over the island. Um, it To me, that's kind of like that's what happens there is like that's when the time loops started, maybe. And so each person kind of went and did whatever they did. Like they did. I don't think they were just transported. I think everybody walked to wherever they ended up. Yeah. But they don't remember it because of these things that are happening with these time loops or something. 
I mean, either that or they were possessed and uh, walked over to that while they were possessed and then the entity left their body. It very well could be them just playing a game of tag if they're kids and use them as, as puppets. And they're like, hey, let's just play a game. And so I'm going to I'm gonna take this body, you take that body, let's just uh, have fun. And, oh, we ended up in different places. The, the humans took over. we got to go. It could be as yeah. silly as that. We conclude the conversation with the entity and they give Ren control back of Ren, and we can move forward. He feels a little bit shaken by the experience, but he's, you know, he's a motormouth, and he's still very hyperactive, so he, he bounces back pretty quickly. He recognizes that it's been weird, but he's ready to move on to his next step, and is not a whole lot worse to wear for his experience. During these, like, time loops and stuff, Jonas was getting headaches and stuff. To, to our, like, yeah. Ren didn't say anything about feeling any different or feeling weird at all, right? He just is like... Well, he's eaten more of his brownies, so he's feeling well, yeah, maybe high. That's what it is. <laughs> didn't he... Did he eat more of it before that whole situation happened? I can't remember where the timeline is on that. I just remember when he tells... He tells us about it, and, like, I remember my... My dialogue choice was something like, you know, what are you doing? Are you crazy or something like that? And, and of course, Jonas was, was definitely not happy about it either. Yeah, Jonas and Red are starting to have a little bit of a, an antagonistic relationship, which is, is interesting because, you know, they're in, under stress and Ren's reaction to it is, I'm going to just, you know, try and level, level out is his words uh, with some more of my drugs. And Jonas has been there trying to help us get through these things and being very practical, although maybe not the most observant guy in the room. <laughs> no. Yeah, but I definitely side with Jonas on this one. I mean, you're in a situation where you feel like your lives are on the line, um, people are, are missing, and the only thing you can think to do is, is you know, get high. I, I think you would want to be more of sound mind and judgment and alert so that you can you know make the right decisions yeah that would be my choice the three of us decide then to uh try and make it back to the tower so we can drop Ren off where he can recover from his ongoing highs and stick around with nona to babysit for him because she's gone back to the tower and we can do the hard work of going to rescue clarissa which i think we're going to have to catch up with next time uh, it's probably been covered by some of our community already, so this maybe is not the best stopping point. We wanted to keep moving forward, but we've got a lot of ground to cover in this game. Oh, man, yeah. So we're going to keep things moving week to week so we can hit all of the things and give it the discussion that it deserves because this game has a lot going in. For sure, and, and uh, I have does. a lot to say about what happens next. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't want to rush through the side on Clarissa's playthrough because I think that is really worth delving into. I want to do it full justice. So we'll come back to that in a week's time. Gives you an extra chance to play the game if you haven't already. Just to be clear though, Ren just takes off on his own back to the tower, right? Yeah. You, you'd never had the option of going backtracking. You just went to the bridge to the right no. toward Fort Milner. Okay, yeah. just checking. I think you could possibly backtrack and get all the way back to the tower and maybe check up on them, but you're not going to have anything significant there. He's going to go off and, and meet up, but you will move on. Okay, perfect. Yeah, I can't wait to uh, to talk to you guys again about what the hell happens in Fort Milner. 
Fort Milner is an experience. This whole game is an experience. I, I, just, I can't wait to be able to just get back to it and keep on going through. I don't want to play ahead just because I don't want to have something, get something out of order and talk about something at the wrong time. But man, every time we talk about it, it makes me just want to play it more. For sure. I'm hooked. I love hearing that. I love this game and I love that other people hooked on it too. We'll give it another chat in a week's time. Hopefully we have more feedback from the community as well and maybe even someone else from the community joining us. A great place to catch up with us is the Discord, if you're not there already. That's discord.io slash ah101. And we have a channel there for oxen-free discussion. Come on in and talk to us about it there. If you want to be in this discussion as well, part of the live conversation, hit me up with a DM and I'll see if we can get you involved. Until next time, then, guys. Thank you for joining me. Absolutely. See you guys later. Yep, it's been fun. Hello and welcome. I'm Waka Pale, and I've made it to week 10 of the G-Tasked, and I hope you have as well. If you made it this far and like to get as far as possible, you will want to get some games preloaded. The May 2017 Games with Gold platformer Gianna Sisters Twisted Dreams Director's Cut is infamous among G-Tasked veterans for its preloadable and high-value achievements. Originally, Gianna Sisters was a shameless Mario Brothers clone for the Commodore 64. If you haven't seen what a blatant rip-off it is, I recommend binging a screenshot or look at the video. Anyway, Gianna Sisters Twisted Dreams Director's Cut has 1000 game score worth almost 11,000 true achievement points. And while most of these are rather challenging, just playing through the four chapters will give you excellent TA difference. I might be mistaken, but I'm fairly sure you can choose whichever chapter you want and play them through in any order. If you play up to the bosses for each of the four chapters, they're worth 50 game score each and in order worth 117, 222, 341 and 352 TA. If you defeat one single boss in hard mode, you'll also unlock hardcore mode worth 50 game score and 254 TA. This is challenging but really not that hard if you are good at platformers. If you want to set up some real serious score and are ready to put in the effort, you can preload the game's thousands of collectibles by leaving an easy level unfinished. I've not counted them, but I wouldn't be surprised if there are close to 10,000 crystals to collect. This massive undertaking will get you 50 game score worth 675 TA and might be more trouble than it's worth, but the best is yet to come. Completing the time attack for each level will reward you with 100 game score worth almost 1500 TA. The similar score attack challenge is worth 100 game score and just over 1500 TA. 5 starring each level which entails completing them with most of the collectibles in less than 5 lives per level will get you 200 game score worth over 2800 TA alone. As if that wasn't enough, beating the game in hardcore mode, which basically means beating the game without using checkpoints, is worth 200 game score and just over 2900 TA. If you intend to preload these, 
I recommend you save one of the easiest levels for last to be able to unleash this massive score in a short amount of time. This is not easy, but the biggest hurdle for the completion is probably the fact that you have to play through the levels at least 4 times, and probably way more than that for some levels. The completion estimate on TA is 30-35 to 35 hours, which is a lot of time to put in. But if you preload it right, you will ha have around 9000 TA, of which most is TA difference, to unleash in potentially less than an hour. That's all for this week. Have a nice day everyone! So drop Marcus right oh, here. Wow. Oh my god. Kenny <laughs> I was about to try to start saying something. Nate's and then gonna that come over and stab me. <laughs> and then right. the sirens will really make sense. <laughs> no, I'm just gonna send twenty minutes of that to Fug. <laughs> <laughs> Patreon exclusive. <laughs> Do it. Okay. <laughs>